what do you got today? So I wanted to know, it, it just it struck me earlier this week, something that we've never discussed, um, you know, in our going on 11 years of friendship here. Oh, wow. Uh, of palitude, if you will. Um, was there ever a point in your your life where you were like, hmm, you know what? I'm going to start going by my middle name. Do you ever have a situation <laughs> like that come up? No. Um, I would say, you know, my, my name is Steven, and I go by that. What? Steve, I know. Uh, I, I have to find out here on the 126th episode. I'm so sorry, Britt. Oh, my uh, God. Yes. Spoilers. I introduced you, or, yeah, I introduced myself to you years ago as Philippe. Uh-huh. Um, and you you thought that was my name for many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I never thought I'd see you again. Right. In the beginning, obviously. I was yeah. like, this guy, I, just, I give that name to the people I think are douchebags. Sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you're like, <laughs> I moved to fucking Texas, yeah. and this motherfucker won't leave me alone. Uh, I didn't expect our wives getting so along. You know, that's really what mm-hmm. changed it up. Um, yeah. But anyway... I go by Steven because my dad is Steve, and so mm-hmm. that's always been enough confusion in our household so that I just don't go by Steve, although everybody likes to, to call me that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was the extent of it. It's like uh, different points. Everybody wants to try to call me that, so I tried to, I tried that name on different points from like high school through a bunch of different jobs and stuff, and if people want to call me that, that's cool. But uh, my mm-hmm. middle name is Michael. Mm-hmm. I've never really been that attached to that name, never really thought mm-hmm. about it. But uh, my brother Danny, that is his middle name. His name is uh, James Daniel, wow, and the plan okay. was always to call him Danny. But uh, uh, I know, so this is I interesting. Mm-hmm. My my mom didn't like the sound of Daniel James. She liked James Daniel. Uh, it flows better as okay. a name. And uh, but she liked Danny anyway, so she always planned to call him by his middle name, but also a nickname of his middle name. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> Amanda's family. Um, that she has, like, her brothers are Matt and Josh to us, but mm-hmm. her mom still calls them Matthew and Joshua, and she makes a big point that if she wanted to call them Matt and Josh, she would have named them Matt and Josh. She's not yeah. a nickname person at all. Right. So uh, <laughs> our families are wildly different, but, uh, yeah, I'm curious what brought this up. What about with you? Well, real quick, uh, talking about Amanda, uh, yeah. I think you should point out that her middle name is Lorianne. So her uh-huh. full name is Amanda Lorian uh, Fisher. <laughs> That's a good one. I love that because uh, mm-hmm. her dad had joked. Amanda's middle name is Lee. Um, mm-hmm. Her dad had joked for a long time um, as she was gestating, I suppose you could say, mm-hmm. um, that they wanted he wanted to name her Amanda Lynn so that he could call her guitar <laughs> for short. And sure. I've always liked that, but uh, I never thought Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Fuck. So good. Yeah. Um, it works as a real name. It is. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm constantly perplexed by people who go by their middle names because I'm like, how did you get there? You know, yeah. in, in the case of your brother, Danny, like it seems like Daniel James sounds fine to me. Like I don't like it. It sounds yeah. uh, different. Like the, the flow of it is a little bit different than James Daniel. But mm-hmm. uh, it still, still fine. works. Yeah. It's not like I heard you say uh, Daniel James and then my ears caught on fire, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not like I uh, my mom saw expected Cthulhu that. and then my, my, <laughs> yeah. my mind just started warping, you know? But, I can't handle it. But at least now Danny gets to constantly correct new people he meets and say, oh, no, of course. I go by my middle name. Um, that's why my, uh, my name is so weird on my credit card. Um, so that's fun. That's always yeah. a, a fun journey. 
I wonder how much, because I'm sure he just introduces himself as Danny, mm-hmm. but it's the official paperwork that I'm yeah. sure at every job, everything mm-hmm. that he's ever had to like submit his name and then talk to someone afterwards that he has to mm-hmm. correct them. That, that's a lot. Yeah. Or good, if he gets a, going, a com- mom. if he gets a company email address, it might have like J and then, you know, maybe middle and initial last name or True. something like that on there, you know? Yeah. So take some explaining you know kind of yeah and they'll be like who is this jay fellow Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's interesting um and what's weird too is i danny my brother danny is such a danny i cannot imagine him as a james james seems Mm -hmm. so um danny's like fun and sunshiny james Mm -hmm. seems a little more like reserved i guess what about uh what if he uh went by jim or jimmy (laughs) (laughs) jimmy 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 let me try that out our uncle's name is jimmy so this this is interesting. What what if he got nicknamed twice? What if he was Jimmy Danny <laughs> Fisher? <laughs> Why well, have I never thought about this before? This is funny. I, I honestly feel like this is the first time I've ever really realized that he's probably named after my grandfather. My mom's dad was mm-hmm. uh, Jim, and my mom's brother is Jimmy. Yeah. But I've never, because Danny is not James to me in, what, in, in any shape or form, I've never right. thought of it as Jimmy. And mm-hmm. to think of him as Jimmy Danny... <laughs> <laughs> Hyphenated. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I gotta tell him that. Wow, I'm very excited about this. He will be mortified. Well, he will I just mean, be like, no. It's, it's fine. That's fine. He'll but, be okay. Uh, you know. I like it. Look, if we have to name the episode Jimmy Danny to get his attention. <laughs> He did tell me the other day, he doesn't listen, but he did, uh, I said something about our Star Wars episode coming out, and he's like, oh yeah, I saw the notification, so I assumed through Twitter, um, oh, yeah. he had seen that, so he, he will know if we put that. Okay. He will see it at least, and be like, wait a second, that's kind of like my name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hyphenated. Um, so, yeah, as somebody who has like a weird name to begin with, I'm just fascinated by people's like name choices, and uh, I have a lot have of a weird name, name, a lot of name feelings. Uh-huh. Like when I come across somebody who's named their child a weird name, I was like, what are you doing, man? Hmm. Like, my name is, is fairly <sighs> uncommon, but it's not like Zethariah or whatever. Like, yeah. why, why? Why do that? You're going to shorten it to Zeth? That's not better. <laughs> That's just confusing. Oh, did you say Seth? No, Zeth. What? With a Z. Get out. You're fired. <laughs> this is a high school. I don't care. Get out. I don't, yeah, I don't know what I feel about that, because in the past, I've also been the same way, where I've been like, why do people do this? Why is this so hard? Mm-hmm. Just be easy, be normal. But then yeah. also lately, I've been trying to be like, well, what's normal, you know? And yeah. um, uh, instead of like in the past, where I would, if someone had a, an unusual name that was hard to pronounce, I was in school with or at work with, whatever, and I would, you know, it's kind of like you search for like a nickname to make it easier, or usually they provide you one, or they'll, they'll have some sort of Americanized name or something, but mm-hmm. I want to be able to like talk to them and like call them by their real name like i want to be present enough to be like yeah if your name is zethariah and you want me to call you that or whatever that's fine mm-hmm. if that if zethariah was spelled with three silent q's okay you know let's go with it <laughs> but also I'm, I'm still at the same point where i'm like but why did why did your parents do that to you and like yeah. why make it harder so i don't know what the what the answer to that is um i've definitely come across a lot of weird names in my time i think everybody has and mm-hmm. uh sometimes it just makes it extra hard you're just like i'm just trying to communicate I don't know how the fuck to say this thing. So I don't know. So when I was younger, I wanted to uh, not have to go through the turmoil, as I saw it, of mm. having my name constantly pronounced as Brett or getting called Brian or Brad or Brandon, like any <laughs> any other BR name. Why does it 
this is happening. Britain is not that hard. It's it perplexes people, you know. This, and, is, this uh, is a real thing for you. Th- this is why I've uh, my self esteem has just been whittled down to nothing. <laughs> We're below Earth at this point. So um, oh, when I was in, yeah, when I was in second grade, mm-hmm. I just like it was like mid year too. I was just like. <sighs> Well, I guess I'm just going to start writing my middle name all over my paperwork now. Uh, we'll just see how this goes. So you did. So you tried to switch it up? I did. I did. So nice. my middle name is Alan. Um, and hmm. quick uh, side note here. Uh, at the hospital, my mom, on the paperwork, she put my middle name as A-L-L-E-N, which is more commonly a, a last name spelling. Mm, okay. Whereas if it's a first name, it's A-L-A-N, much like hmm. Alan Alda. If you don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we can't help you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Google's your friend, I guess. I don't know. So um, the, the hospital then changed it uh, to oh. A-L-A-N. They were just like... Um, She's probably out of her right mind right now. You know, mansplaining uh, my middle sure. name to my, my mother. She just gave birth to me. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, I decided in second grade that I was going to start going by Alan Hibbard. And uh, I wrote that wow. on my, my paper and uh, turned it in. And I don't know how it was in um, an actual school, but in the small, small town I grew up in, in mm-hmm. uh, the early grades, like up through like fifth grade, we had just like one room we were in. We didn't like switch back and forth between yeah. classes. Was it the same thing for you? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Okay. I can never tell. Just know, with, uh, probably in a school as big as your high school. That's all. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I'm in there and I, I, I turned in my, my first like couple of papers with Alan Hibbard written on it. And then I, uh, a day later I get the paperwork back from my teacher and she's like, you've got to stop doing this. That's not your name. I'm like, no, but it is. I just, you know, I'm changing my name. And, um, this is fantastic. Now that I'm thinking about it, my friend Adam, he started, I think I picked it up from him because he was starting to go by his middle name of Lee. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe that'll be less confusing for people. So I blame him. So (laughs) be less confusing to just out of nowhere, go by your middle name. (laughs) (laughs) Did you spell it with the A-L-L-E-N? Because that would be even better. No. You just went there. You're like, fuck everybody. I'm going with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did A-L-A-N, which looks like Alon to me. It doesn't look like an actual uh, pronunciation or pronunciation of uh, Alan, but whatever the case. So then I actually... I kept doing it, and then like later that week, my teacher called my mom, and then I, my mom came home, and she was like, "Why are you going by your middle name?" I was like, "Because people can't get my first name right." And she was like, "Yeah, okay, but just go by your first name. What are you doing?" Oh my like, god, oh, okay. that's amazing. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and is I, your first name I, just Brent? There's no huh? like, it's not Brentaniel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just Brent. It's it's no, uh, yeah. it's not short for anything. There like I've go. seen. I've seen people before go by like Brentley, like that was their real name. That's better, but it's not. Thanks, man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Better better than Brentaniel. I was trying to think like what what would be the end of that if you if that were to be a longer name. Yeah, Brentonymous. I'm a fan of. I think that would I'd be okay with that. Um, Brittany. We talked about that recently. Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. As your girl alter ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After the sex change. Yeah. Coming 2020 so. if we get our patrons. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, so if we start a Patreon, uh-huh. is that what you're saying? 
We're going to have to. We, no. we, we started Patreon. We get people to give us money. And one no. of the stretch goals is to uh, <laughs> afford us sex changes. Is that right? Yeah, but starting with you, brother. <clears throat> okay. Sister. Yeah, fine. Brother, sister. Yeah, there we go. We'll get you <laughs> set up first. <laughs> Jimmy, Danny, brother, sister. <laughs> and welcome to my family dynamic. <laughs> um, oh, man. All right. I feel like that. Yeah, that killed some time. That was <laughs> uh, that was that filled in a lot of info about you that I did not know. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I did not know you were named. Uh, you were pre-named after Alan from Jurassic Park. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where Brent came from, but uh, mm-hmm. I like it. And uh, I know we've joked about it in the past. I didn't realize you had such a big issue with it. In, in all actuality, that you get like a lot of breaths and stuff. Oh um, yeah, like constantly. Yeah, every <laughs> once in a while, whenever I get like a weird name that I'm called, I'll tweet. Yeah whatever the 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 little like mm. intro was like hi my name is Brent how can I help you and then they're like hi Ted and I'm like no and then I'll put the hashtag <laughs> not my name on there or that's not my name yeah, so yeah. Uh, I've got some of those on my Twitter feed uh, you can search that I'm sure but on occasion I get some like really strange like one time I uh, I work in customer service and uh, I answered the phone and I said uh, this is Brent how can I help you and they were like uh, what they say? They said, uh, I think they called me Nathan, which is like two <laughs> syllables, does not begin with an N. It's like way off. <clears throat> Fantastic. Strange, yeah. I, uh, weren't listening I think I, at all. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before, uh, maybe, but I, I have a bad habit of not remembering people's names, and I just mm-hmm. use man a lot. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's just easier, and, uh, people at my work like, right now are, incessantly using my actual name and it is making me very uncomfortable because I'm not always sure that I know their name. Mm-hmm. And so I'll answer back with, hey man, but like to me to go above and beyond and to say the wrong name right back to someone after they said their name would be, it would crush my anxiety. I would <laughs> I would feel so horrible that I would never even attempt. Uh-huh. I probably would never even attempt to say back to you in that moment, Brent, had, mm-hmm. having totally heard that because I'd be like, I don't know if I heard that right. Yeah. But I would never go as, as so far as to be like Jason and just feel comfortable mm-hmm. and be like, that's probably what I heard. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, Hey man, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. And then I would never remember your name again. Like a normal person. Yeah. I just call you him know. pal, you know, yeah. going back to the, uh, the sync word from today. Check out those outtakes. Absolutely. Stay for the I, end. I thought you were saying Powell, as in Sergeant Powell from uh, uh, our dear Lord and Savior Carl from uh, Al, Al Powell. Al Powell, yeah. Uh, from Guy Al, Die Hard. Sure, for Alan. There we go. We brought it wow. all back. It all comes back to Carl. Well, that's that's perfect. I think that's definitely the intro. So There we go. Uh, we are doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And uh, welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, the last show of this decade, I just realized. It is. Oof. We're shutting it down. You know what? Uh, we're done here. 2019. <laughs> Shut it down. Yeah. We're starting I'm, over. I'm so done with this fucking year, man. Yeah. 2020's got to be better. There's just something about it. I feel hopeful. I don't know why. You know, Barbara Walter's been talking about it for years. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it because midway through, you got yourself. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this, uh, so today we're going to do sort of a, a pop culture catch up. 
stuff we liked in the last year, stuff we're looking forward to next year, just kind of a general conversation. We've been mm-hmm. so stuck on Star Wars um, and having stuff to watch and, and be ready for on this uh, these last few episodes for the last few months. So it's nice to have nothing to prepare, yes. basically. Uh, I think it's quite nice for both of us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, I honestly have nowhere to go. Uh, I saw you stop talking. I, I, like, I should probably I start talking, <laughs> and I was—I uh, I had no track. Uh, my guys were taking a union break, but the train just came in. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ironically, it's getting brought in on a flatbed truck, uh, being unloaded. Interesting. And uh, you know what? I just—I took the holiday off. Uh, I did not mm. work on the plans. I just assumed that me and these guys would be able to lay this track down. It, we did not. Um, no. And it's weird because we built right by a ravine. Uh, it's super important. And uh, you know what? That train just fell right off that fucking cliff. Oops. You know, that happens. It happens in these kinds of shows. That's why we keep it live. We keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't edit out everything we do. We edit out some things. Um, mm-hmm. We don't... We don't if we look stupid, we keep that in. We mostly edit that out, too. Um, but generally, you can find this stuff in the outtakes at the absolutely. end. That is true. Yeah, so. absolutely. You can. <laughs> We're like, this is stupid. Most good podcasts would just take it out indefinitely. Not us. Not us. I we actually put all in. a shitload of effort into compiling the outtakes yep. and uh, making that a thing. Yeah. For no one's benefit, really. Um, if you're smart, you shut it off as soon as the show begins. Um <laughs> If like, not, like, definitely as the outro music is playing, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Most other podcasts I shut off when they do, like, like we do the outro music or our uh, our plugs. I'd be like, yeah, I got it. So oh, really? I, I probably missed a lot of other shows, too, but uh, people wow. do that for us. <laughs> They're missing a lot of content. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's insane to me. Like, I just let it play out. Um, generally, have, I'm going to find... You, uh, you don't have that extra 15 seconds to waste? <laughs> I don't have time for that shit. That's why I listen to it. 1.5 speed. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't listened to a podcast in a while. Amanda and I have been doing, you know, Armchair Expert and, and How Did This Get Made, kind of mm-hmm. alternating those two on the way to work. But even then, we have like an hour, you know, so we don't mm-hmm. get a full show in. And uh, generally, at the end of like a How Did This Get Made, whenever they're like, like Paul start, you know, starts wrapping it up or whatever and cuts back from live to in studio, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to shut mm-hmm. it off. So uh, there's probably a lot out there I'm missing, but uh, I need to get on to the next content, you know. Mm-hmm. You like look at it as he's like wrapping up the the show. There's another 48 minutes worth of time on there. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, that's it. probably good. <laughs> I think he's run. He's run his course, you know. See, I think maybe that's true though. I think because most of the time, if I do get to see it, they they don't have much more, and I know like yep. they're just wrapping up. But ours mm-hmm. sometimes our outtakes can go for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. so you might yeah. see a big chunk of time left and be like, "That's weird." <laughs> yeah, you should stick around. They're pretty good. Yeah. They're usually the funnier. I don't know. I usually laugh harder in the outtakes than I do (laughs) in anything else because it's so fucking silly. And we mess up a lot more, so it cracks me up. Yeah, absolutely. So all this is in the outtakes, right? Are we keeping this? We're keeping this? Who knows? Yeah. Wait, Uh, am I editing? Are you editing? I'm editing this one. Yeah, who knows? It's up to you, man. All right. (laughs) Whatever you want to (laughs) do. Fuck it. We'll keep it in there. Oh, oh. And uh, we should mention, per our uh, off-air conversation, Mm. um, we're still, still... uh, working through the the microphone issues, I yeah. listened back to that last episode that you edited, and uh, it's your first with the the Yeti mm-hmm. mic. I thought it sounded great. Um, cool. But, you know, That's we good. were uh, messing with the settings again this time, and uh, hopefully everything uh, sounds okay. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping now that my settings match yours a little bit better. Um, you had mm-hmm. recently been complaining about our like the the soft quality of our show, I guess. the It's not as loud as some other shows and everything. Right. I'm hoping now with this mic being better and then our settings, that'll be better. So, yes, bear with us as we go through that. And also bear with me. I'm, I was sick. I got Amanda sick. We went to Atlanta to see her nephews, in which Amanda always gets sick. But we figured, oh, she came sick this time. She's going to get them sick. Nope. They got her sick again. <laughs> so she has been, like, hardcore sick for the last few days. And then this morning, of course, I woke up sniffling, and my throat is a little coffee and stuff. So hopefully mm. it is uh, not affecting this show as well today. But I wanted mm. to throw that out there as well. I had myself a little coffee this morning. Yeah? Did you? Ooh. I realized I said that. That wasn't my, my, that's not my jam. That but was I, good. I hope yours was good. You put it in your butt? Mm-hmm. You know what I like to do is uh, take some nice Robica <laughs> coffee beans and, well, skin and all, just shove them right on my ass. Oh, wow. You got to bypass that liver. <laughs> I was watching, a, we were watching a show I'll mention a little bit later, um, but someone mentioned um, soaking a tampon in vodka. And oh. shoving it up someone's ass. And I was like, there you go. Brent's How always talking about that. How interesting. <laughs> yeah, I because I think I've seen that very same show. <laughs> did you? Well, yeah. that's exciting that you got it from that one line. I'm sorry, did who? Did you? I don't get it. So, yeah. Um, before we get into <laughs> all the, uh, the pop culture catch up stuff, let's catch up on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. I don't know why I added a T on that. Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Um, Christmas Steven, you past. haven't you haven't been feeling Christmas this year, you know. Yeah. It's uh, something that's uh, been bothering you. I could tell a little bit. A little bit. Um, well, yeah. I was uh, I was okay with it. not okay with it. It's just it was a byproduct of being done with this whole fucking year, and by extension, mm-hmm. this whole decade. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the next year, the next decade. Things do seem more hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it's just a, 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 a marked occasion with that date. Um, I know some people say, like, re- resolutions are kind of stupid. If you want to do something, just do it right now, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do think there's something to be said for our, our human ways that uh, psychologically we like to have, like, a, an end point and a beginning. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. And Christmas is kind of a part of that, that I was just – it's just – here and I was like man I want to be excited but this whole fucking year like Amanda keeps getting sick all this other shit just keeps happening and and we're just kind of done with it so uh yeah long story short basically Christmas day and and Christmas Eve were a lot of fun Mm -hmm. we had uh longtime listener Sarah and Manus brother Josh over so they came over with their pup Gus and uh we had a good time it was our our parents were out of town so their parents were out of town so it's just kind of an adult Christmas and uh we just cooked a lot of food and Baked a lot of cookies and um, watched a bunch of movies and stuff. It was really random, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. it was a good time. So um, got got some good gifts. I forgot to bring them over here, Brent, but there's some some great stuff. Santa Claus got me, um, which was a diehard coloring and activity book, <laughs> which is amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Although <clears throat> I'll have to show you uh, a picture that they drew of Carl that is wildly inaccurate oh okay (laughs) i saved it last night i was like i gotta show this to brett hell yeah Um, oh yeah and then amanda got me uh also two a a star wars and a marvel mad libs uh books okay so um i'm hoping to make that a a new 
small segment on the show at some point. Okay. Um, that maybe before I'll, I'll give you the, the nouns and adjectives and all that stuff. I'll get those from you and then I'll, we'll read it live on the show. Okay. Uh, but right. we'll make it dirty or something, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I got, got some good stuff and it was, it was a good awesome. time. Uh, yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, Christmas happened. Um, sure. Still. Wait, let me check. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, you tried. So, uh, yeah, it uh, it was all right. Like it's not not bad. I don't want to I, I don't want to seem uh, ungrateful because I did receive some uh, gifts and whatnot. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just I'm just, just not your thing. It's it. fine. I'm, I'm ready for it to be over for 2020 as yet as well. You know. Yeah, I'm what already dreading it. Are you a New Year's fan at all? Uh, just kind of yeah, whatever. like I guess in general, you know, I, I like restarting the clock in a very uh-huh. real way. Um, next year. 2020 is, or if you're listening to this, um, mm. you know what? Let's not put a timestamp on it. Bad idea already. <laughs> I'm just going to abandon that. Backtrack, anyway. backtrack. Yeah. So <laughs> just just offload that train over that ravine for people, quick, please. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, just right to, right to the, the gulch. Um, oh, man. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, restarting the clock is, uh, is good. Um, mm-hmm. Getting a fresh start, having that that first day off, is yep. uh, is pleasant, you know, to uh, recover from the night before. There's mm-hmm. no like gifts involved, you know. A lot of the times yeah. it's like hanging out with friends or uh, my wife and dogs, um, and it's a good time, just chilling out, you know. Yep, being being somewhat stress free. So y- yeah, I can see that a little. Uh, what do you guys do? You you don't seem to have as big of a plan. Usually, neither do we uh, for mm-hmm. New Year's as opposed to like Christmas, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, normally both my wife and I work on Christmas Eve up mm-hmm. through like, I don't know, six o'clock or so. Yeah. So we really only have like a few hours leading up to it. And uh, we're old now. So, you know, we really don't want to have to like go out and plan a whole bunch of stuff or like mm-hmm. host a party at our place. Yeah. Um, however, this year, I think one of our friends is is putting a party together so that would be fun to do um but i I just like the idea of the new year coming in and then resting for a little bit and then spending all day on new year's day just chilling out Mm -hmm. watching tv watching movies something you know sounds good being being stress-free is uh is my goal that that day being stress-free in general yeah yeah it's a good goal thing to have yeah. Um, yeah, we don't do much for, for New Year's. Uh, New Year's Day is Amanda's dad's birthday. So oh. honestly, we've we've spent a lot of New Year's Eves with him, mm-hmm. watching movies and stuff. We usually watch mm-hmm. uh, It's a Wonderful Life that night, because that's one of his favorite movies. And uh, kind of like the end of the Christmas week or whatever, and kind of leading mm-hmm. to that and stuff. But um, this year, uh, I think we're, for a little while, going to go to Josh and Sarah's, that we had them mm-hmm. over for Christmas Eve. They're going to have us over for New Year's Eve. They're having a, a party with their friends. But it's going to be chill. It's like a pajama party. So it's not oh, like, okay. not really dressing up, not really like mm-hmm. going hog wild and stuff. Um, I'm sure they'll be drinking or whatever, but mm-hmm. not like crazy party, you know? I think it's more like watching movies and everything. So um, I think we'll do that for a little bit. But uh, then Amanda and I were like, I, I was like, but I, I don't want to stay over. I like my own bed and my own house. And she's like, that's fine. So we'll see how we're playing it by you right now. But, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That sounds kind of fun. So we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. But, uh, did you, uh, have anything else for Christmas this year you wanted to mention? Bah humbug, fuck off. Yeah. For the most part. Um, yeah. yeah. Did I cover it? Remember that. 2020. 
Bah humbug. It's my initials. B A H. You know. That's the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. The A. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So man, yeah. it all snaps into focus. Your mom was really planning ahead for that. Yeah, she was. <laughs> oh damn, that's good. <laughs> well, cool. Well, uh, yeah. do you want to jump into some pop culture catch up? You know what? Let's do that. Sure. Just do it. Just go fucking crazy. Nike. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I want Nike's new slogan to be "Just go fucking crazy." <laughs> and it came from here. And then they start yeah. giving us money. And then we get sex change operations. Absolutely. <laughs> and then it the, will happen. <laughs> and then the right are like Nike fucking sucks. They had this bad slogan. They're funding sex change operations. They're funding this shitty show on on this podcast and we're like, "Yeah, Nike's the best." And that's our 2020. <laughs> See things you're looking up, Brent? Yeah. Already right. endorsements, it's crazy. <laughs> well, uh, I, before we get into to more of it, um, I wanted to briefly mention that uh, uh, also a listener and a friend of ours, uh, Allison, has been texting me things that she liked in our show. We've been talking a lot about um, Rise of Skywalker and yeah. Jedi and The Mandalorian and all kinds of good stuff. So um, she's had lots of theories to kind of expand on our theories, and we've had lots of good discussions through text. But um, briefly, uh, the other day she texted me and she just said one more to add to the list Juan Jorge Ab- a- Abrams so mm-hmm. uh, yeah got one more there uh, I like I that like one that. Juan Jorge yeah yeah, yeah that's good that's it's, good. it's really good it actually kind yeah. of flows really well mm-hmm. um, better than Jorge Juan see you gotta you gotta think about those middle names yeah yeah it has a flow to it right <laughs> yeah it does Juan Jorge mm-hmm. so uh, so we got that and then uh, do you want to go ahead and, and start us off with one of your recent things well um yeah and i think we can tag team on on this one i would probably tag team on a couple of them but uh obviously i'm me so i'm gonna start out with a comic book okay Mm -hmm. there's an issue a recent issue of superman that came out yeah you mentioned this before yes yeah issue 18 um we this issue came out like the week before we recorded the episode with Austin Wilson, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't want to bog down that that episode with a uh, discussion about this. And then we had Rise of Skywalker. I knew that was going to be a whole episode length yeah. discussion, which it was. So um, movie length yeah, discussion, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Superman, <laughs> Superman eighteen. I uh, I I don't think you had heard anything in the media about no. it. Okay. I so yeah, I got a text from you about it, and that was the yeah. first I'd heard about it. So. Um, I, uh, I texted you and I sent you the, the cover image. I was like, Steven, mm-hmm. don't look up anything on this, but yeah. read this comic if you get the chance, <laughs> yeah. because it's, uh, I think it's potentially a, a big deal. And then sure enough, almost, uh, nobody cares, but there's a, a reason for that. Um, <laughs> see about a month, maybe six weeks before the issue came out, could have been longer actually, maybe with the solicits. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like three months in advance, uh, DC comics put out a press release that, uh, what happens in this issue oh. happens. So we're going to get into it. Uh, I thought spoilers, that was going to be a big spoiler, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, hmm. I think they wanted to generate interest in yeah. the, the comic. So, you know, it's one of those necessary evils, I suppose. Gotcha. Would have been nice to be surprised. Uh, maybe you can speak to that on, on your end of things. But, uh, yeah. Mm. yeah, issue 18 of Superman. Uh, Superman has revealed to the public his secret identity of Clark Kent. <gasps> and the point that uh, he's trying to make is that uh, Superman represents the truth, which is under attack currently mm-hmm. in this political climate. Mm-hmm. <sighs> These liberals. Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> so, uh, he comes Superman, out as a white supremacist. <laughs> Nobody expected it. <laughs> uh, so, 
uh, yeah, Superman, he uh, he reveals that uh, he's Clark Kent, and he wants to be truthful with the public since that's what he's trying to represent, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a, a nice message from Brian Michael Bendis, the writer. Yeah. And, um, yeah, point. so the, the follow-up issue hasn't come out yet. Matter of fact, it got pushed back a couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. But um, they were yeah. like, where do we go from here? Yeah. <laughs> this changes the whole thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Yeah, it's a big deal. He's like the, uh, the, the, the very first superhero. And if you're counting the Phantom, if you're counting the Phantom, lives in the jungle, he's a, more of a noir character. Yeah. But okay, if you want to count him, it's uh, yeah. right, fine. You know, yeah, wearing that's purple. That's that one a mask. Right. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Super really sane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah. But yeah, so he's uh, the, the grandpappy of them all. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to me to see how the other characters in the DC universe react. Mm-hmm. There's a, a couple of shots in the comic of different like superheroes and uh, some supervillains reacting to the, the big reveal. And mm-hmm. uh, Stephen, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it since I knew that you were going in cold yeah. and uh, to see what, what you thought, if, if you thought it was impactful or not. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, uh, I'm surprised that they did reveal that, that I, I get it. They want to kind of drum up interest, but that kind of sucks because to me it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like you literally just texted and you're like, I want to talk about this. Can you just read this? I like, don't read anything about it. Just read the comic. And I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, going into a blind, I thought it was awesome because I didn't know that's what was going to happen. And that was so, mm-hmm. that's so different for his character. You know, we've dealt with yeah. that and other things we've talked about before. Um, Spider-Man and, you know, various movies and comics and, and everything and how it all plays out. Um, but this one is, uh, is, is an interesting one because I've always been the of the mind of, like, I don't understand why just putting on glasses, like, nobody understands that he's the same person. <laughs> and um, somebody had recently had talked about how Christopher Reeve did such a good job with that in the movies. Mm-hmm. And there's one, like, I saw a gif of it, but there's, like, one scene in those movies um, where he, like, takes off his glasses after, like, Lois leaves the room and he, like physically like grows like inches yeah like, he stands he, up yeah, yeah. He, like bulks up like he really does like have a different thing and then they address that in this book a little bit i think it's when he's telling like jimmy olsen or something yeah mm-hmm. um and jimmy keeps being like no you're not like like, like clearly you're those are different people or whatever and mm-hmm. um that's always been such an interesting thing to me but the, the way they play it off basically where they're like just nobody could possibly even believe it like he's such a dorky yeah you know normal quote-unquote guy that nobody could possibly expect that he would be superman mm-hmm. um but he's been that's been one of the big ones that's such a big part of superman's identity is having mm-hmm. that secret identity yeah. and so this will really change things up i'm obviously not a, a superman comic reader but mm-hmm. um i thought this was a good issue yeah um i told you i tried to read it on my phone at work because uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know what was gonna happen i was excited and then i was like there was way too much dialogue uh for, for me to read on a tiny screen yeah uh which you said bendis right is just kind of kind of like us he's just long-winded it's very verbose yeah, yeah conversationally verbose, especially yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. I understood. I, that's exactly how I think I would write a comic. Is I would just put as much dialogue in there as possible, mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. better or worse. So, uh, but yeah, the, I thought the story was really good. Mm-hmm. I'd be intrigued to see, you know, overall where they kind of go with this storyline. So yeah, for for that kind of series. Yeah, and uh, Bendis is uh, he he is a really like like I said a verbose like conversational writer, but especially in the case of like Superman is at like a public forum giving a speech at a podium to the media like yeah you're, you're going to end up writing a lot of dialogue for yeah. something like that especially when that makes you sense. got two different characters reacting and then different scenes of of him like you said revealing the the 
his identity to uh, Jimmy Olsen, which is mm-hmm. nice before the the press conference since they're uh, they're friends and everything. Yep. Um, but yeah, I uh, I overall enjoyed it. Uh, it would have been nice to not have that spoiled, but hey, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. Like the, the cover so kind of like after you know the cover kind of telegraphs. Uh-huh. what it is it's uh, him taking his glasses off or, or whatever and uh, yeah so it kind of makes sense that uh, way too but uh but yeah yeah so well, superman 18 yeah it makes sense now that i'm looking at it yeah but if you didn't know you'd just be like oh he's changing clothes superman mm-hmm. does that a lot yep <laughs> that's it that's fine <laughs> we're good what do you have um so uh did you i meant to ask you before the show but did you finish the mandalorian I you know what I finished it this morning, episode eight. Perfect, excellent. So um, I finally got to finish it. I had watched the next to last episode, sort of, when we were in Atlanta. But the kids were doing like a Nerf war all around. Um, mm-hmm. I only got like bits and pieces of it. So I I got to finish yesterday morning. I watched the uh, seventh episode and then the mm-hmm. eighth episode right afterwards. And uh, man, that eighth episode, whoo, that was good. Mm, I had heard still really getting good chills. things. Yeah, mm. I heard really good things going into it, and then I was not disappointed. Uh, I thought that was a pretty stellar ending, and mm. uh, I like how it kind of fits. Uh, one of the things Allison had also texted was um, she does love the new series, and she liked uh, Rise of Skywalker, but she was like, "There's something about the Mandalorian that feels so good. Like it was, it was yeah. such a good." Um, juxtaposition against Rise of Skywalker and and really The Last Jedi, I think, just as like a, it feels better. Like she was like the Western vibe really works all that stuff, and I couldn't agree more. Um, I really like how it ended, and the uh, the stuff will will lead into now with the next series that they announced mm-hmm. for next fall of 2020, and uh, see where they go with it. Because now he's like his protector until he can get him back to the Jedi, and they talked about the Spoilers. Jedi. Sorcerers? Oh, I'm getting in there, Brent. I'm getting in there. Um, they talked about it as like sorcerers, and I was like, yes, they are. They are they are old wizards. Um, it's very cool. So I like how they're kind of shaping up the uh, mythology around that in this show, which we really hadn't touched on yet. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that uh, Deborah Chow came back and directed yeah. that uh, seventh episode where uh, Giancarlo Esposito shows up. He, uh, he looks like he's getting his Vader on outside of the helmet, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, He's got his his uh, crazy laser katana or whatever that is. Yeah, what the fuck was that thing? I don't know, but I want one. <laughs> I need it. It did look I got like a all... laser katana. Yeah, I like that. Like if they released those to the public, there would be a shitload of YouTube videos of people just like <laughs> cutting through shit, like arms, legs. <laughs> be a lot of well, accidents. Like it would start off as like mundane stuff. We'd be like, here's yeah. a, a cement block. <laughs> <laughs> In a watermelon. <laughs> Jello. But uh, yeah, man, it was such a good series, and I am fully intending on going back and watching the whole thing from the beginning because it was just man, oh, it was yeah. so good, such a great show, and I love so that good. in the seventh episode, all these characters from throughout the season come back and kind of meet each other, and mm-hmm. and. Um, kind of ties up some of the uh not really loose threads but those those established characters get brought back together yeah um or two together for the first time and uh man ig 11 the hero we didn't know we needed you know oh see that's i was gonna say i forget names but that is that the the droid that comes back as yeah. a protector at the end yeah that was cool nanny and droid yeah t- fucking taika taika yeah. Waititi, uh yeah. directed that last episode and mm-hmm. starred as that character so yeah that was cool man 
I, I was bummed when I, because I saw that you had tweeted, you broke the news for me. You oh, had yeah. retweeted the uh, the fall 2020 uh, season two release date. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, it seems like such a long time from now. But then as I was watching these two episodes, I'm just like, well, these special effects are just, you know what? Fred, <laughs> they're just dynamite. So if it takes a year for us to get the same quality, yeah, I'm all about it. And story and all that stuff, yeah. Oh, that's man, not too good. long of a wait. It sucks, but uh, it'll mm-hmm. be worth it. Yeah. So a lot, lot goes into this. You can feel the quality that they really try to uh, put into this show because mm-hmm. it's uh, it feels better. Like, it's so interesting to me to watch this and think about the prequels. You know? <laughs> like, the effects Ooh. alone. <laughs> Ooh, no. I know. It's so gross. <laughs> Get off me! Get off me! <laughs> Get that slime um, of the, the prequels off. But. Yeah, I know, but uh, yeah. but yeah, they really knocked it out of the park with this. It was fucking rad. My God, the cinematography. The cinematography where they just have, like, Mando and... Um, God, they said her name. I can't remember her name. I can't remember Mando's, like, actual name. No. Uh, but... Uh, I forget everything. Uh, I can't remember his friend name, his friend's name, the I Have Spoken. Yeah. And his whole role in that was very touching and sad. There's a group of characters that are shot against the background, okay? They're, like, in a like a, a desert or something like that. But it has, like, just, like, natural, like, sky, like, sunset colors or whatever behind them. Mm-hmm. But it looks so crisp and so nice. Yeah. It's just, man, so good. And then when he latches on to the back of the, uh, the bow tie fighter and he's flying around, you know. Oh, my God. It was so cool. Man. Son of they, a bitch. They, they do stuff in this series that um, I was watching that in particular. They make things feel more lived in than the movies have ever been able to do because the movies have such thick mythology to get through. Girthy, um, even. Give <laughs> the girthy stuff to get through. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, they don't have time to, like, just show, like, kind of a Western vibe where this bounty hunter is like hanging on to a TIE fighter and trying to place a bomb onto it. Like it all just felt so different, but like lived in, like it feels familiar, but different Um, stuff we haven't seen before, but also feels very star Wars. Um, They really just John Favreau spearheading this and getting the the directors and writers and stuff involved. Um, Man, they really just, and the artists, all the artisans and stuff, building these props, doing the Mm -hmm. effects, uh, my favorite stuff really are just his ship flying around. Looks so <laughs> yeah. interesting. It's so like, like it almost it makes me think. Sometimes I don't know if I mentioned this yet. It almost makes me think like um, the mistake of CGI is that we tried to make things so so realistic because we were like we were building models by hand, and then we we can build anything we want in the computer. So they're like build it really realistic, and then things began to look fake. Because mm-hmm. you, you can tell it's not real. Yeah. But if instead, it feels like in this series, some of it is models, as far as I understand, but like anything they CGI'd, it almost feels like instead of CGIing a real ship, they CGI'd a model. So it looks, mm-hmm. there's like a fake real quality to it that you're like, you can buy into it more and it looks more real because it looks more fake. Like, <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like they, it, it looks like there's like a model of the ship and then they did like a, a CGI star field b- b- around it. But I'm like, I think that ship is also CGI mm-hmm. on some of those scenes. They just, it just still looks like a model. And there's some weird psychological thing there where my brain is accepting of that because of the, C- because of the actual model work we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And then the CGI that was so shitty that this feels like a happy medium. And I'm like, what a cool artistic choice I never thought about making. Um, well, but it so works. 
it's one of those things with like CGI in particular, uh, CGI animation, why Zootopia works, but Polar Express doesn't. It's Ugh. just it's it's That's too worst. too weird. Yeah. Like your brain is is willing to accept a talking rabbit and fox, but yeah, Tom Hanks uh, being CGI, like fully CGI. And yeah, it's just ugh. it's 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 it strange. Feel good. Yeah. yeah, that's a good example of both of those. Yeah, because now, Polar now, Express is so weird. Now that said, you know, kind of what you were, uh, where you're going with the uh, mm. the old like Star Wars movies, how those effects look natural and they kind of fit in. Mm. A lot of people don't know this, but in Turner and Hooch, Tom Hanks was a fully <laughs> CGI character. Like he was wow. voice only, but he was like they had like primitive scanning, but. Uh-huh. Like if you go back and watch it through that lens, you can you can kind of tell. I had no clue. Yeah, Hooch Hooch was actually there, uh-huh. but Turner <laughs> not nah. fake. Um, there was a tweet going around yesterday of uh, if you could remake any movie and only keep one person the same and everybody else is Muppets, what would you choose? <laughs> Which is an amazing premise, by the way. Yeah. But uh, uh, Ben Schwartz, who does the voice for Sonic and a bunch of other stuff, he's from Parks and Rec, um, he said he would redo I Am Legend and only keep the dog, and everybody <laughs> else would be Muppets. So it's like zombie Muppets and one actual character dog. And I was like, I would watch that movie right this second. Oh, like, man. I'm so excited about that. That's awesome. Damn, so what would you kind pick? of thing. I don't know. I thought that was such a good premise. I was I was happy to to read some of the. Uh, a lot of people had lots of things, but um, I don't know, man. I, I, there's so many things. A Star Wars for one would be great. I don't know. <laughs> you keep. keep Yoda. Everyone else yeah. is a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and they're like, uh, so everyone's just a puppet? No, yeah. no, no, Yoda's real. Yeah, he's real. I would pick uh, Pulp Fiction and Jules Perfect. Samuel L. Jackson. It's the only real actor. Everyone else is puppets. And this this exists in the Muppet type world, I assume, where nobody talks about the fact that they're Muppets, that they no, don't yeah. look like people. He just goes along with it. Mm-hmm. That's a great one to me. Yeah. I can totally see a Pulp Fiction. Get the gimp. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the Jim Henson company having to work on that? <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Honestly, so many movies that I like or mm-hmm. dislike, I would like to see in that that version. Mm-hmm. I um I think is a is a great premise. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down for it all together. Um, but yeah, I uh, really liked The Mandalorian and mm. kind of how it... I thought I, I thought I got a spoiler yesterday, speaking of spoilers. <laughs> um, I thought I read one that was going to tie in a little bit more to my um, theory before I saw Rise of Skywalker with the overarching stories and theories and stuff. Um, but then, uh, r- remind me, I, I don't think I saw this, though, once I actually watched the show. Um, <clears throat> they still don't discuss where Baby Yoda came from or who he is, right? No, they call him... Like a foundling or something foundling. like that, but it seems like it's just like the name of a character who is found. That's a baby. Yeah, that's how I took that. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like any of the any of the kids that the like he was a foundling whenever he was found right. by the Mandalorians, uh, by the Mandal uh, whatever. Right. That that was another thing is he mentions that he's what what do they say? Mandalorian is not a race; it's a creed. Mm. So I guess Boba Fett cool. and Jango Fett are 
Mandalorians. Then? Well, we talked about that because I saw something that said that they're not that they stole mm-hmm. the armor essentially. Well, uh, Jango did, and then it was yeah. just his kid. But then I was like, if it is a creed, then maybe they were because parts of this episode they showed armor closer to Boba Fett's, like the coloring and the kind of like antenna thing on his helmet, mm-hmm. the the jetpacks. Oh my god, yeah. he's got a jetpack. Um, amazing so, stuff. So, so I wonder if. Um, if Jango Fett counts, because we see him in episode yeah. two with his helmet off, but mm. primarily he's around a bunch of his own clones. So, <laughs> so does it count? Maybe, maybe it doesn't quite count, but then uh, if I he guess. fucks a clone, does that count? Does that. What? Can he do. Can he fuck his own clones? Or like. As long as they're the adult clones. He, sure. Uh, I don't want to. You know what? This is going in a weird direction. I don't want to go in. You went uh, that direction. I went just <laughs> a bunch of 40-year-old clones looking around being like, it's not gay if I touch your dick, right? Like, it's my dick. <laughs> yeah. But is it? I don't know. <laughs> Sexuality is fluid. It's fine. Clones are clones. Uh, well, there's plenty of 40-year-old fluid flying around that, that camp. I'll tell you what. <laughs> 40-year-old fluid. <laughs> The sequel to 40 year old version. You're just skating all over the place. I would love a, uh, like, th- that was 2004. God, we're coming up on, like, th- this was the 15th anniversary of that. If they had done, like, uh, a sequel all these years later or, like, another five years, they just do uh, a straight up porno sequel. And he's just become, like, a porn god after that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Really change up his character. Um, Fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, geez, what was I going to say? Oh, about uh, because we were talking about his uh, his creed and and mm-hmm. uh, like the the rules they have to follow since Jango Fett removes his helmet and you know Obi Wan sees him without it and I assume like the aliens that are walking around with him um, they see him without a helmet I think uh, I'm not going to go back and double check uh, yeah. we'll just assume yeah. so maybe he he wouldn't technically be considered a Mandalorian since he mm-hmm. had his helmet removed maybe Boba is you know. Or he could have been accepted later, yeah. My dad removed his helmet. (laughs) Help. I love your uh, Boba Fett. I I like to imagine that, like, I want want to hear you do more lines and just place those over all the badass scenes we've ever seen with Boba Fett. (laughs) Let's do that. That's the practicality of Walton. Somebody, remember me, dad? (laughs) I'm dead just like my dad. I love it. Um, um, but also, yeah. uh, speaking of, uh, of uh, you know, Mando's creed, he, he does follow it. He, uh, he only has his helmet removed in that last episode, but it's a mm. droid that sees it. Um, and uh, so it, it yeah, doesn't cool. count as a living being seeing, seeing his helmet. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, per his creed, he does ask, can you take me higher? <laughs> and he gets a jetpack. That's so, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, new project, putting that song over the jetpack scene. <laughs> and then, you know, at the end we see him flying with his arms wide open. <laughs> Not true, he's holding a baby. But, you know, even still. <laughs> I didn't want to ruin it. Mm-hmm. It makes but you ask, what if, what if? <laughs> Uh, I think that might exhaust my Creed song knowledge. Yeah, uh, the three like radio singles that everybody mm-hmm. hopefully knows. Yeah, it's amazing. Coming to mind right now anyway. Oh, mm. man. I can feel my throat bleeding. All right. <laughs> um, well, so 
for some major Mandalorian, but also Star Wars spoilers mm-hmm. involving this one that I thought was spoiled for me. So at the end of Rise of Skywalker, you know, we find out Rey is the granddaughter of Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of more um, uh, familial uh, lineage going on mm-hmm. there with the force being passed down. And someone had said on Twitter that, and they said it in a way that was very serious. So I thought it was an actual Mandalorian show spoiler. They were like, uh, this is a love child of Yoda's. And so I thought we were going to find that out and that that was going to tie into the movies that Palpatine had this plan for a granddaughter and so did, or for, I guess a son and then a granddaughter. And then Yoda as well, was at some point realized that he needed to try to pass down his stuff because Palpatine's lineage was going to get passed and all this stuff. So, but, but then that didn't happen in the show. Yeah. So, uh, I thought that was going to be a spoiler, but I, I was like, that would connect really well with the movies and the mm-hmm. whole mythology of that. So I'm curious to see as we go further with the show. And now that he's basically been told to train little Yoda, uh, as his own, or, you know, while he's searching to bring him back to the Jedi clan, which is so oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is that going to mean? Is Ray going to ever cross paths with this? Um, I'm very curious. I, I have a lot more thoughts to get into Rise of Skywalker um, next week, maybe. Um, okay. We'll see when it plays out. But I've been rewatching this new trilogy and The Mandalorian and getting my thoughts about it and everything. But um, one of the things I basically got to was that. Uh, like the last Jedi actually totally works for me now. And I'll get into that next week uh, okay. of why, but essentially it's just character growth for all of our characters. And then mm-hmm. there's, I, I assume everything that he did with the like broom kid and all these other people having the force that could be explored in his future trilogy. And I would be totally mm-hmm. okay if his trilogy was even the continuation of Ray and what happens after the rise of Skywalker. But Technically, it won't be the same thing because the Skywalker story is is done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm intrigued to see how that plays out. But if Baby Yoda kind of comes into play, if they're ever trying to cross these over or if they'll keep them separate, like some of the Marvel shows have been, you know, yeah. uh, like the mm-hmm. Daredevils and that kind of stuff, the Defenders. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. And I know Disney's kind of always readjusting things as they go along and see how people react to them. But mm-hmm. I would like some sort of crossover. I think it'd be kind of fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I gotta see that gold lightsaber. Oh, I gotta see that in use. Can you see that against that black katana? Oh my god! What, what, it was like black with like a white outline. Is that what I saw? It was so yeah, it was weird, crazy. It had like a sharp point on it. It looked yes. almost looked like a um, it looked like a katana. I don't know why I was trying to go in a different direction. <laughs> I wanted to say like a pirate saber, but then I was like, no. It you know, looks more like a katana. The thing I said earlier. If it was a pirate saber, but they were from like I don't know Asia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was cool Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would, yeah, it was uh, it was almost jarring to me at first. I, I kept having jar like, jarring even. Yeah, yeah, it was. I had to go back and be like, what? What is this? Because <laughs> um, it was so different from other stuff we had seen before. So it was cool. So in that that tweet that you retweeted that alerted me because mm-hmm. it was from John Favreau, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it said, you know, new, new season coming fall 2020, but it also had like a, like a statue or a, a maquette of a, um, like a giant green, like warthog looking dude. Oh yeah. It was like alien bebop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, nice. and I hadn't seen episode seven or eight of the Mandalorian yet. 
So I was like, oh, I wonder if this is a character that shows up. It's like, ah, that kind of spoiled something for me. But it didn't. I have no idea why that was on there. So, (laughs) I mean, that's cool. He looked kind of like something I'd seen before, like a creature. Maybe I think it's like Jabba's Palace. Maybe. Right, yeah. Um, like one of the guards or whatever? Do what? Isn't uh, one of the the pig guards, isn't that one of the... uh, yeah. Or like one of the guards to Jabba's palace. I think it's like one of those, but I don't know mm-hmm. if this is supposed to be like that guy or just a, another character or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we didn't see anything with that in, in this season. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's just kind of a, yeah, like you said, like a mock out of what they would get into next season. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was glad they, they handled things really well with spoilers in this show, mm-hmm. I thought, and how it all laid out. And I actually, for, for the first time in a long time, I really enjoyed having something to watch week to week. Um, cool. Yeah. I actually liked how it rolled out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was better for the story for this one versus other things. But mm-hmm. good job on them. Yeah, for sure. It's it's fun to have a TV show that's so huge in the pop culture zeitgeist that's episode to episode or like week to week episodes. Yeah. To where you can like have fun with like, what do you think this means? Or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Because I missed out on that with Lost. I watched mm-hmm. that. Um like we didn't start watching that until it was like four or five seasons in. I gotcha. borrowed the uh, the DVD uh, collections from one of my friends, and we mm-hmm. got caught up that way. And uh, we missed. Um, we didn't watch the the finale live or anything like that. It was probably yeah. like a, a year or so after that. So I didn't have all that fun, which probably for the best because that would have been infuriating um, reading into <laughs> all that stuff. But I was gonna say Lost was back and forth on that. Sometimes that was yeah. good, and sometimes it was bad. So yeah, you might have liked out. Yeah. Um, well, uh, let's let's keep the tag team going. Go for it. Um, Steve and I, uh, with this past week up through last night, Brandy and I watched Soldier Boy's favorite new TV series. We watched You <laughs> season two <laughs> on Netflix. I have a feeling. When did you start it? How long did it take you to finish it? Wait, what? When did you start it, and how long did it take you guys to finish it? Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Okay. <laughs> Kindergarten cop. I get it. Um, so we started, we watched the first two episodes on the 26th, which is when it okay. came out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so on Thursday, and then we finished it last night. Um, I think we watched a few episodes. So we watched two. <laughs> Are we giving the breakdown? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious, because uh, we went through it so fast. Okay. So two episodes, Thursday, three episodes Friday, and then we finished the rest of the season, the remaining five episodes yesterday on Saturday. Ours was close. I think we did that. Uh, we watched more on Friday. We finished three episodes yesterday. But I think mm. we watched the first two that first night as well. So did, we were right there. Did, did you finish them last night? I finished them yesterday afternoon. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we were, we were pretty close, though. But uh, I asked because Amanda and I got through with it. And there are a few other shows that we wanted mm-hmm. to get into, like Younger. Uh, the, this last sixth season is finally on full on, on Hulu. Oh, okay. And uh, cool. so I was like, yeah, we can watch that. Um, the Jack Ryan show on Amazon Prime with, mm-hmm. um, you know, the director of Quiet Place um, was, uh, I can't remember his name right now. Um, John Krasinski? Yes, thank you. But we like mm-hmm. that. We like that first season. That show's back on. But it's like we finished you so quickly that we were like, yeah, let's watch more show. But all we really want to do is watch more of this show. Like we right. felt like it went so fast, but there was still like 10 episodes or whatever, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, maybe it was just eight. 
That was 10. It was 10? Okay, yeah. Um, we got to the ninth episode, thought that was the end, and then it didn't oh. end. And we were like, we have more. So it was very <laughs> exciting. But uh, but then we were just like, man, it was so, we liked it a lot, and we were just wanted more. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very enjoyable. Um, maybe so we crazy. Maybe we shouldn't spoil this one uh, for people yeah. who may not be aware. I agree. Uh, but You, Y-O-U, is a show on Netflix. There's, uh, well, two seasons at this point. Yeah. Uh, but it's a very enjoyable show about a man who is um, uh, a murder being of sorts. Nice. A murder human. Uh-huh. But uh, he does it out of love. And it's such yeah. a, a weird twist on... A romance that mm-hmm. uh, you see it from the the killer's perspective, as opposed to the um, what would uh, be considered a, a final girl, I guess. Yep. You know, the 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 survivor. Um, and uh, yeah, you're you're in his head a lot of the time, but he's he he seems sincere in his narration that he's doing everything out of love, love for the it's girl. Just twisted, but yeah, 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 he's a a stalker who's uh, trying to uh, make the the girl of his dreams fall in love with him. Um, yeah, and yeah, I don't it's interesting to mm-hmm. for how he is because I mean, I never talk about this. You root for him, but you don't because he's not a good Very guy. Strange. Very strange. But yeah, he'll be like. He'll be like, oh, well, like, you need these moments to, like, fall in love with someone. So I just make sure they happen by stalking them and then making them happen. Right. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, like, yeah. he is coming from a place of love. Yeah. Uh, it's just all twisted in his head. And um, I thought this was a good continuation. We, we really mm-hmm. liked the first season a whole lot. And I didn't know how they would get, like, another girl involved and if it would mm-hmm. work that well. Um, but I had to look up her name because I loved her. The new final girl is Victoria Pedretti. Um, and she was in oh, the race car driver. Yep. Yep. She was in the That's race her. car. That's what I was about to say. Uh-huh. Uh, she, uh, was in the haunting of Hill house on Netflix as well. Um, wow. which I had okay. watched uh, a few months ago and I don't, I actually don't remember her that well, but I liked her. I liked everybody in that show basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, she hasn't been in a whole lot, but I thought she was phenomenal in this mm-hmm. and I really liked, uh, how everything kind of played out. Um, I, apparently this was based on a, another book in that series, and I don't know how well it stuck to that and everything, but I was like, man, this is just a really good show that we are mm-hmm. really into. And yep. uh, I, I thought it could go off the rails in this season and be kind of bad. I thought maybe we'd have like one good first season, like fucking Riverdale. And then everything <laughs> would just go to shit yeah. after that and we would hate yeah. it from then on. Because it's pretty like cheesy. Like, it, it can be cheesy, you. Mm-hmm. And um, well, like, or I guess it, it has a potential to be more than I think it is. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, I thought they still like, I was super intrigued and I'm really excited to see where they go with it. So mm-hmm. yeah, as I was watching this season, cause I, I just fell hard for the first season. Um, yeah. I've got super into it. And then this next season or this, this most recent season, season two, as I was watching it, it was like, man, this is, uh, I, I, I found myself being ready for the season to be over. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching it, I was like, Oh, it's not because I think the, there's like too many episodes or there's like too much fat that could have been trimmed. It's just like, I want to know how this ends so badly. There you go. Like okay. I was eager to, to get to the end of it. Um, I think the, the end of this season, I was like a little bit disappointed with, um, mm-hmm. maybe we can talk about it off air. I don't want to spoil anything for, for, uh, for anyone, but, mm-hmm. um, even still, uh, it's absolutely worth watching. For people, um, yeah. If you've never seen you 
absolutely seek it out. Yeah. And uh, like the very end of the show, I thought was great mm-hmm. um, because it's he's got that wondering eye, you know. Oh yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To see how it's gonna play out next, um, they he's such an interesting narrator. To uh, for one, we don't get a lot of narration. I think in a lot of shows anymore. Anyway, to mm-hmm. get like the inner psyche of him, but then he's an untrustworthy narrator, mm-hmm. and so you get pieces of things, and like a few episodes later, you're like, oh, he didn't tell me that right though, or like something's different, mm-hmm. and like they really got me a lot mm-hmm. in this season, and I was like. For, for being a, a what could be a rehash of the first season, they really like went to mm-hmm. different places. And um, I didn't love everything, but as it played out, the more and more I was like, okay, I see where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, oh, I like that then. Yeah. And so uh, it was just kind of different than I expected the first few episodes to play out. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I still dug the ending. I still dug it all. I'm really looking forward to see where this goes. It's one mm-hmm. of the most intriguing shows on Netflix, I think, we watched. So, oh, yeah. yeah, and it took us three days to get through it and we felt like god <laughs> damn good. one more yeah you know so it's a weird way to uh begin boxing day but hey you know fuck it it's good it's good otherwise yeah, yeah right on, um, so interesting we both watched that the same days though yeah yeah <laughs> so what uh what do you have i think that might be the uh, the end of our, our tag team list but that was a, a good solid yeah. three i think yeah, that so, was pretty rad. Um, yeah. So another movie that Amanda and I had been really looking forward to and finally watched the other day um, that I had not mentioned yet that I, I believe was Hustlers oh, with God. J-Lo. Damn it. I want to see that so bad. Brent, it is one of my favorite movies of 2019. That's consistently what I hear. It's I hear so that, fucking good. That J-Lo's character is like one of the best yeah. female characters of the decade. She totally deserves to be nominated. I haven't seen the rest wow. of the stuff. She could very well do, like should win. Um, she is number one. She looks redonkulous mm-hmm. in this movie. She's mm-hmm. like 50 something now, I guess 50 or 50 something. She mm-hmm. still looks phenomenal, but yeah, her character is really intriguing. Her acting in this is phenomenal. Um, the other main uh, girl, I can't remember her name, is from Crazy Rich Asians, and mm-hmm. totally different role from those for that movie, and I like her in both. Um, it has, I forget her name too, but the, the main blonde chick from uh, Riverdale is in it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, plays and she's Benny. really good. Yeah, she's really mm-hmm. good. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it, we watched it on like a Wednesday night or whatever. Um, Amanda had really been looking forward to it. It's, uh, we watched it, and then I, I had to stop myself from watching it the very next night. I was, like, so excited to see it again that I was like, Amanda, I think we need to wait till like, this weekend because I need to get myself a breather, but I think I loved it. And she was like, I think I loved it, too. And we watched it again that Friday, and I was like, I am in love with this movie. Um, awesome. I, I, I'm okay. sorry to, like, to, you know, shout from the heavens that it's amazing, but everybody else is, too. I hope that yeah. doesn't, like, sway anything, but... Uh, it was it was so fucking good, so so well written, so well directed. It was great. I had my finger hovering over the buy button on iTunes mm-hmm. because I'd heard so many good things. Yeah. Also, you know, if I'm I'm being honest, uh, I've seen a couple of stills from this movie of uh, J Lo with her her legs yep. popping out, just glistening in the moonlight. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I can get on board with this. <laughs> you know? So uh, I actually have there's her. 
her main uh, she has like one main stripping scene that's like the the one they usually show in the trailers or whatever oh, and okay, it's yeah. it's just awesome um, but there's a I, I can't remember the song they chose for it but they talked about like the music in it is phenomenal the soundtrack is great mm-hmm. um, but they had tried to get the rights to a few different songs and they finally settled on the one they got and it's a great scene it works really really well but once I made it told me one of the other songs it was like a cover version of an 80s song and I was like, God, that would really work really well. So I've been trying to edit more. And even though mm-hmm. it was like, it's a stripping scene of JLo. And so it's hot and everything that I won't deny. And I, I loved editing with it over and over again. <laughs> no joke. But it's such a beautiful scene that I, I did it with this other song in black and white. And I was like, this movie is just goddamn gorgeous. Like, it just yeah. looks good. The way she, like, films character faces during this moment. It's kind of like a... I don't want to get too much into it, but it, it'll flash back to different people or whatever, you know, around the club. Mm-hmm. And the way it's it's filmed is just beautiful. That I was like, it, this looks, like, so crisp and black and white. It just looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, Lorraine Scafaria is who wrote and directed it. And Amanda and I have been fans of hers for years. She wrote... She co-wrote um, Nick and Dora's Infinite Playlist, which is one oh, of our favorite wow. movies. Whoa. Natural right. progression. Yep. And then she uh, <laughs> she wrote Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, which okay. is a Kiera Knightley and Steve Carell movie, which we really mm-hmm. like a whole lot. Um, she did a movie with Rose Byrne and like Susan Sarandon called like Motherhood or Mother, some, something like that, where um, it looked like a typical like rom, not rom-com, but like chick flick sort of thing where like the mom moves into town and it messes with her daughter's life or whatever. And I never mm-hmm. thought I would ever see it. Didn't realize it was Lorraine Scafaria. So now I want to see it. And then mm-hmm. she wrote this movie and tried, they tried to get Scorsese to direct it. Um, cause it feels kind of like Wolf of wall street a little bit. Um, okay. Like it has that kind of vibe of like people taking on, like, it's like people, should you root for them or not? Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't there um, like a, a narrator? Doesn't, is JLo like a narr- or is she just J-Lo like an, is an interrogation? scene maybe that's what I was thinking it might be it's been like a week or two since I've seen I've seen this movie like four times now though but uh, I think the main the main chick might be like a narrator some some points she uh, the overarching story is like uh, Julia Stiles is in it she's a reporter Mm -hmm. and it's like a a year or two after the events of the film she is interviewing um, this the main chick about her experience uh, of what happened and it's based mm-hmm. on this true story it was based on like this New York Times article about it um, from this this lady who Julia Stiles plays and so it kind of is like a um, the conceit is like she's telling the story and then it'll flash back and forth between those two things mm-hmm. so you're getting what happened uh, at the strip clubs and stuff and then her in, like present day and how it's like affected her life and everything yeah so uh, but yeah so it's they might kind of play that as like a narration thing as she gets like she weaves the story but eventually it just like shows you you know what happens mm-hmm. so anyway I feel like already I've been talking too much about this movie no. I shouldn't spoil anything uh, just go see it it's really great um, definitely one of my favorite of the year that's so, incredible hell yeah. yeah I know Brandy wanted to see it but we just weren't able to like make it out to the theaters when it came out yeah totally um, yeah and it's not because it was like a chick flick. Like, obviously, yeah, I, I want to see this subject matter explored, you know? You know, uh, strong female characters in the club. Exploring um, all over that pole. <laughs> <laughs> J-Lo's outfit in that scene is so tiny. And we saw some YouTube clip of, uh, they were like, they, they said that they... Um, they sewed that thing to within an inch of its life. No part of it <laughs> will move at all. 
and it's so tiny and she does so many moves that I'm like so surprised that we did not like legit see like JLo's asshole on screen. Wow. Like it's so little, but like you can tell that like craftsmanship kept this thing together, <laughs> my brother. But yeah, it's uh, visually intriguing for yeah. sure. So they got the the people in from uh, Amistad who put the <laughs> ship cells together. They called them in. That Amistad crew is legendary. Yeah. They were like, bring him in for this butt floss. <laughs> gotta, gotta keep it in there. It's pretty amazing. They Highly call it Plan A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to run that by Brandy, and uh, we might just uh, pick that yeah. up on iTunes this very evening. You and, should. Uh, jam it in our eyeballs. Um, jam it somewhere. For me, staying on this similar topic, Yeah. I read another comic book, Stephen. Um, yeah. There's no real good transition from Hustlers to this, so I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> Any naked chicks I, in that one? <laughs> uh, let me think back. No, there's not. Uh, so in association with Nickelodeon, IDW has been publishing comic books from a little favorite brand of mine called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and issue 100 Ooh. came out the same week as Superman 18 which is also the same week that I was trying to read the Star Wars. Mm. And uh, got a lot going on. You know, two out of three ain't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the Star Wars, not, wasn't a fan. Yeah. Again, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> Fair enough, man. I'll take it. It was rough, yeah. as my dog says. Uh, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 100, this is the first 100th issue they've ever had at any publisher. Uh, matter of fact, the longest-running series before that was at RG Comics for 72 issues. So beginning at 73, they've just been pumping out record-setting hmm. issue after issue. Nice. This issue ties up a long-running storyline eh, since issue, I think, 92, 93, something like that, uh, called City at War, which is an adaptation of a storyline from the original Mirage hmm. uh, publishing uh, comics also called City at War. Anyway, this is a uh, uh, a big milestone issue in that it ties up a bunch of like uh, plot threads from um, from this this storyline going back to ninety two, and then uh, storylines from further back than that. Kind of long story short, um, and I'll, I'll probably spoil this because I don't expect any of our our listeners to jump in and like, well, I'm going to sit down with 100 issues and just plow through the whole thing. <laughs> like, it's a big to-do, I get that. But I, I do want to uh, kind of go over it and uh, yeah. and uh, let people know what happened. So um, there's a, like, kind of a, a warring feuds of, of different um, characters and whatnot in, in the TMNT comic universe here. And uh, kind of the long and short of it is there's a mutagen bomb that uh, a sect of other mutants... Uh, not associated with the turtles set off in in New York, and so there are a bunch of new mutants that have uh, popped up, uh, humans that have been turned into mutant animals now. So that's a thing that happened. Um, Shredder previously killed by Splinter around issue fifty, what? I believe. Yep, uh, he Fucked came back uh, in this issue as a and, Jedi, uh, as a dr- giant Oof. dragon. Wait, what? For real? Yep. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so there was a, a big fight there. Man. Um, let's see, we got, uh, Jenica, the new fifth mm-hmm. Ninja Turtle, uh, who wears a yellow bandana, has three toes on her feet instead of two. That's fine. Um, she's part of the, the crew Why? now. Huh? Why does she have three toes? Is that a female thing? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a chick thing. Yeah. Do, do chicks you have more understand. toes than we do? Yeah. I've never noticed. Yeah. Have you never paid attention? Yeah. <laughs> so like this whole time, every, every female on earth had six toes, and I just never, like, on each foot, <laughs> yeah. and I just never noticed. Yeah, yeah. No, it's something from... Um, uh, like I, I guess it was just like a design choice mm-hmm. um, to kind of make her set apart from since she mutated from a human into a uh, turtle. They were just having different. a visual element to differentiate her. Gotcha. Um, she may have surgery later on. I don't know. You know, it kind of depends on where healthcare in this country goes. You know, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's a whole thing with uh, we have a, a fifth turtle here, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the. The turtles themselves have been separated from Splinter for a while in the comics because, uh, like I said earlier, you know, Splinter killed Shredder, beheaded him, uh, gave him a, a warrior's death. And um, in in this IDW comic series, the turtles and Splinter, they are reincarnated from their uh, feudal Japan um, hmm. selves. Uh, they, they were recently... I guess in the series reincarnated. I don't know why this specific time frame. Um, they may have explained it. I just can't remember. It's been uh, yeah. 100 plus issues. Anyway, sure. so um, there the the ties between um, Splinter's uh, Japanese um, roots are very much like held intact. Mm-hmm. So he he ends up being the new master of the Foot Clan, and mm-hmm. he's even though he's Splinter, he's not splinter from like the the cartoon and mm-hmm. like the movies we we remember he's very like uh true to his word as the head of his, uh, a you know a clan a ninja clan mm-hmm. so um there are times where he's ordered his uh the his his foot soldiers to like kill people or whatever like that's the, wow. the route he's taken so it's kind of a darker take on splinter but i've really dug it mm-hmm. um and uh, so, again, spoilers for this issue. Um, if you plan on reading it, you can pause it here, maybe fast forward it uh, a couple of minutes. But um, in this issue, uh, Splinter dies. He finally dies. And uh, so, you know, rest in power. He mm-hmm. he died in a way where he was reunited with his uh, his love, Tengshin. Mm-hmm. Maybe you remember from um, that... Uh, that first movie mm-hmm. from 1990 where he's talking about how Shredder killed his his true love and everything. They get reunited in uh, the afterlife, so he gets his his final goodbye. So even though it's sad that Splinter's gone, he kind of went out on his own way, and uh, he's now now uh, at final rest for mm-hmm. him. So, yeah, that's, that's where we stand. So the next issue, issue 101, comes out in January, and it's going to be a hell of a way to kick off the new year because my favorite comic creator Sophie Campbell is both writing and drawing it so Ooh. I'm very much looking forward to seeing where the series goes because we've got a whole new set of mutants that they can pull from we've got a fifth turtle we've got a new family dynamic here mm-hmm. and uh, man I am just so excited about these turtle comics going forward it seems like they've really opened it up in a uh, for lack of a better term a Marvel sort of way you know like mm-hmm. they've they're really like opening up their roster of characters and uh it's mm-hmm. yeah. it's interesting to um to think back as people that grew up in the 80s and 90s and what we've seen of like that kind of like that franchise like transformers and like what they've become and to think back of like the start of the 40s 50s 60s of mm-hmm. marvel 
and how like it took all this time for them to to get their movies and stuff. But like we've yeah. seen these other IP grow so much uh, faster mm-hmm. and um, and kind of be a part of that. Like you've you've read so many of these comics and seen so many incarnations of the turtles over the years. Um, that I'm glad you're liking, you know, this version of it. And then mm-hmm. now that's kind of like they're expanding it, like, um, to higher levels, you know, more, more people to choose from and mm-hmm. more interesting characters, more, more interesting avenues to go down. So, yeah, the, the character development for everyone has been like really like thorough. Like mm-hmm. it seems like every 12 issues or so they shift focus to a different turtle, uh, for the most part, like there, there are other things going on with other characters, you know, going throughout but um i like that they take the time to be like okay so we're gonna focus on Raphael here and then like the next time we're gonna do a a main focus on leonardo and like what he's got going on and what Mm -hmm. happens to him so i know they're planning to reboot the the film franchise um Mm. it'd be nice if they pull yeah pull from these comics uh because these comics are a nice hodgepodge of not only the comics that have come before, but like some of the movies they, they dry, uh, draw on and, um, you know, some of the, the previous TV shows and uh, to a, a different extent, the 2012 Nickelodeon like CGI animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, it started off a little bit rough, but man, like once it got further into the series, it got fucking awesome. And it drew on those other inspirations nice. as well, but in a, a different way. And um, yeah, I like they, they've got two really good avenues to pick for going forward with the the uh, the film franchise going forward. Will they do it? Probably fucking not. I don't know. It'd be nice if they have like a their own Dave Filoni to step in mm-hmm. and be yeah. like, hey, I've got an idea for this. That could be awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But for right now, these these comics are just, well, banging, son. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good that they have like an avenue that's going really well. Um, yeah. Cause I was, yeah, I had heard a little bit about the, them like rebooting again, uh, mm-hmm. TMNT movies, but then also they're rebooting, um, uh, the power Rangers movies from what yes. I'd heard. We're gonna, mm-hmm. they're also were like, that one didn't stick quite like we wanted it to. And, um, uh, those are two big franchises for you. And the last yeah. few years, I think you've, you've, yeah, I think you liked the power Rangers movie, more than the Ninja Turtles movies that they made, but you seem to like all of them for, you know, because you're like, I like these characters and stuff. Uh, yeah. At least enough, uh, right? I'm a real shill uh, for <laughs> any of the properties I like. Um, yeah. Power Rangers wasn't ideal. Like, it, it certainly could have been better, but it wasn't as, um, as, as bad as what I mm-hmm. thought it might be. Like, those costumes are, are pretty fucking terrible, mm. but, uh, and the Zords look terrible as well. They just look like globs or whatever. Mm. But, uh, like the the characters themselves were good. They're pretty yeah. fun. So I like those those uh or that side of things. But um yeah, I I just hope the the reboot of both the uh, the Rangers and the Turtles is uh more to the aesthetic of what mm. what appeals to the fans. You know, I mean it, those are two franchises. I feel uh, out of all franchises that are uh, Marvel or or um, Star Wars and stuff that play to their fans. They're also trying to be. They're they're much bigger properties. Like Marvel and Star Wars are such bigger properties that are beloved by more people in the world. Even like you know the Amandas and Brandies that might fall asleep or not <laughs> watch all those movies, but they still like watch them. Yeah. Um, where I don't think like Amanda's ever going to really care to rewatch you know like a reboot of Power Rangers with me mm-hmm. or something. You know, right? Um, and at, at some point, it's like 
yeah, you should just do it for the fans because those are the people that are the ones that have kept these franchises alive since the 80s and 90s, you know, mm-hmm. and and will still give the money no matter what their quality they are. Might as well yeah. give them what they want. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think there's like there's a lot of discussion about fandom and toxic fandom and stuff. And but there's, I think there's good parts and you can lean into that in some ways as a filmmaker and try to get people what they want as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You don't always need to step out and give them something they they didn't want. At the end of the day, they're still the fans for a reason. So mm-hmm. very true. you should err on that side, if anything, and uh, basically fix the fucking faces of the movie CGI turtles because they don't look good <laughs> and Stephen can't watch it. It's too distracting. They have like noses. It's really weird. Yeah, the and nostrils, nostrils were a, a big, uh, big deal. Um, <sighs> also, in that first movie, there's a, a Raviel has a, a bandana on a red bandana uh, that covers his his full head. Mm controversial enough right um you gotta have that noggin exposed but um he also has sunglasses he wears on on the top of his head he never puts them on his eyes just on top of his head there's a scene in the movie where they're going down this like snow-covered mountain and (laughs) Raphael like hits upside down he flips around hits a um some type of vehicle i can't remember what it is like a truck or something like that with the back of a shell uh he's upside down yeah his his um like it's in slow motion his like body kind of like reacts to like getting hit in the back with this this thing right mm-hmm. the sunglasses like float off of his head and then float back onto his head <laughs> that is in the movie because you can't lose those sunglasses they're integral you know fantastic yeah so, uh yeah and then, and then meanwhile if i have sunglasses on my head and i laugh hard I usually toss my head back and they fall and hit me, you know, all the way down my back every time. So, yeah, it's natural for sunglasses to stay in your head when you hit a car. Yeah. Totally natural. Well, yeah. I, I hope that both of those series, uh, movie-wise, do a little bit better next go around. But I'm glad that there's at least comic book series for Ninja Turtles that's mm-hmm. uh, still hitting it out of the park for you. So, oh, that sounds good. Good times. Good times. Um, so, my last one of the pop culture catch-up is uh, kind of also hopefully one of the last four of this style for this year and this decade. I'm, I'm hoping more and more to, uh, to get you know, next year to stop talking about the stuff I don't like and just really mm-hmm. just really talk about the stuff I do like. Um, kind of like I, I mentioned recently with the theater experiences, I'm trying to let those things go more and not you know care about them as much when I'm in the theater so that it doesn't affect my experiences that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with movies I don't like, I just don't really care to talk about that much. I, I'm... The, the people in the industry that I've listened to, like Cargill on Twitter, and they talk about how like nobody sets out to make a bad movie. And if you have a, a valid opinion of it being bad, like that's fine, but like don't beat them into the dirt, you know, and, and sometimes I feel like I can do that for sure. So unless one, it's a Star Wars would, movie, then it's just then they're all they good. made a choice you don't like, then you just <laughs> really just ram them hard, yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. Ram them hard, yeah. Uh I don't want to give a spoiler for Last Jedi, but mm-hmm. through the ships. Yeah. Um I, uh, so with that said, there is one that I was just really disappointed by recently. So I did want to mention it, but hopefully next year we'll, we'll take a little bit more steps towards, uh, just the awesome stuff, which for the most part, I think we do. Mm-hmm. There's just uh, a lot of other things that I dislike and I can talk about those for days as well. So, uh, I watched Ad Astra, the okay. Brad Pitt movie. All right. So have you seen this? I have not. I've okay. heard incredibly mixed reviews. Uh, oh. seems like. This is true. It seems like every white guy loves this movie. Oh, interesting. <laughs> everyone, literally everyone else did not care huh. for it. 
Uh, that's yeah. an interesting observation. I do not care for this movie. Okay. So, All right. um, there we go. But I did love it for the first half. Um, okay. It's... Uh, I started it. Danny, my brother Danny called me halfway through. We were just talking. And I told him I was watching it. I was sick. I was homesick from work. And I was like... It was like the the rental like just came out that week. And I was like, I've been really wanting to watch this. This sounds like a really good sick movie. Like, Amanda's not that into sci-fi. I'll just watch it by myself. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Middle of the afternoon. Perfect. Um, and I can also forgive things a little bit more in that kind of context. You know, I don't care as much, uh, how great it is. Danny calls me, we talk about it and he's like, oh man, that movie is terrible. Oh, and I was like, really? Okay. I really like it so far. Like up until halfway, I was like, I really like it. And he was like, well, how far are you? And I said, I'm halfway. And he was like, oh, it gets terrible pretty soon. Oh, it's the okay. second half. And I was like, oh, okay. That's interesting. So definitely Danny saying that could have tainted my view of it because mm. of the, the, where that fell on our conversation and. All that stuff, but uh, no. When you yeah. is this? You're talking about Jimmy Danny Fisher? Is that Jimmy you're talking Danny about? Fisher? Called you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the sausage mogul. <laughs> I kept thinking about that too. That kept going away. That's funny. Um, so Jimmy Danny didn't like it, and then yeah. uh, I finished it off. And um, I honestly, it was it was so bad by the end. It wasn't like terrible or anything like that. It's again, they set out to make a good movie. There are some really cool parts. I liked a lot of the um, the space battles. It's really cool. But my my thing with this is, I it, it, this movie can't decide if it is Interstellar or if it is Independence Day. It doesn't know oh, okay. if it is like cerebral and like this is going to be a really cool story, mm-hmm. or if this is like an action adventure movie and. Mm-hmm. Um, it really fell in the middle, which gave it nothing good really like to come from. So, um, there were some really cool things from the trailers that I'd seen. There's like a, a moon, I think it's on the moon, like a battle in like cars that are like shooting at each other. And like, mm-hmm. since it's space, if you get blown up, like you fly around and everything, it's kind of crazy. And so, uh, that stuff was fun, but it was also like, if you took that out, it didn't change the story at all. That mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like every, every big action piece was just kind of like, well, couldn't you just gotten there? And then it would have yep. been fine, but um, I so I liked parts of it as it built the world. But then they basically set up this premise, which is for the movie. Um, Brad Pitt is an astronaut. His dad was also an astronaut who went on a mission to the edge of our solar system to like Neptune, I think, is where the planet is he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he stopped. It was like twenty years, like a really long mission. And then he stopped um, uh, sending out any more signals. They just like lost track of him somewhere. And so uh, then they start getting some signals from him that stuff is happening on that ship and they get like one cryptic message. So they decide to send his astronaut son, Brad Pitt, to go like try to get him back. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's a cool story. Uh, but as it played out, I was like, man, uh, as they were like what they were talking about, and what the mission was and stuff as it played out. And they were like, this is what could have happened. I was like, oh, that'd be badass if that happened. Nope, none of that happens. So oh, okay. uh, <laughs> it just ends up like a really lackluster note to me. Like it could have really been like really cool, even if they went silly and it wasn't as cerebral as it wanted to be, or they tried mm-hmm. to do that and it found it kind of fell flat. If if they at least tried, I think I would have liked it more. But as it played out, I was just like, it's a it was a fairly boring story overall. Yeah. With like action set pieces to to punch it up, so it felt okay. very Hollywood to me in that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, I was just really disappointed because I was really excited about it, mm-hmm. and then it kind of fell fell on its face for me. So. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of face, Stephen, I can't help but notice you've got a white face. You're a white man <laughs> who did not like you, this movie. You noticed that? 
this is groundbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I'm a little bit exhausted by white dudes in space. Um, like I liked, yeah. I liked Moon a lot. Uh huh. Um, with uh, with uh, Justin Hammer in it. Yep. Um, Canon. Also, in the 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Yeah. Regular him, mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give him kids cigarettes since 1990. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, uh, Interstellar, I liked for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. I did, like going into it, I heard that there was a twist, so I was on mm-hmm. lookout for the twist. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I might need to go back and rewatch it. I've only seen it the, the one time in, in the yeah. theaters. With you, uh, with me, me. I, yeah. I, that's the one I remember. Um, yeah. I remember a lot of details about that. That that movie I get is not for everybody. To me, that movie was really like special and uh, pretty spectacular. But I, I understand that's not for everybody. But I still think like uh, if you'd seen Ad Astra, you might understand better. I, I don't want to spoil things with what, I, what I'm saying, but like it feels like the trailers even for Ad Astra were like kind of cerebral and like. Mm-hmm big expanses of space and like his narration is kind of like Matthew McConaughey's Lincoln commercials. It's, you know, it's like, um, trying to, he feels like he's trying to be McConaughey. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I guess now that I think about it, but, uh, they feel very like he's just saying quiet words into space and what does it all mean? <laughs> and then it's like also like an action movie and it, I don't know, it just had a, a weird vibe. Whereas interstellar has action set pieces, but they fit in with the story to me. Um, this is like, uh, yeah, I just didn't really care for it. And it's really, it all hinged on the ending, though. I, as I said, I, I loved this movie up until mm-hmm. halfway. I was like, it's not exactly what I thought it would be, and I didn't know, but I was I was having a great time as a sick afternoon movie. Um, but then it just fell flat, so that's really what got me, and I don't want to spoil it all, so. Yeah. Well, but, do you think you'd go back and rewatch it at some point? Now that you know what it is, do you think that could? No. No, nope. <laughs> no, it really ruined it. The ending really ruined it. If really, okay. They had, they had such lofty um, potential goals mm-hmm. that they could have met, and yeah. then it just kind of fell flat. And it and it felt like every other white guy astronaut movie you've ever seen, sort of mm-hmm. in the end. And I was like, man, though, like this movie was trying to be so grounded and cerebral and all the stuff or whatever and this you know trying to make you think and then they it played out so pedestrian i guess Mm -hmm. um that i was like at this point you should have just gone fucking bonkers and then Mm -hmm. like gone this other direction in the end and i would have been like floored because it would have been so weird and um it played it safe to played it too safe Mm -hmm. so it really for me going back there's just no point because now that i know the ending i'm like well all the rest of the stuff leading up to that is not nearly as interesting as it was fine. You know, like right, it, was, yeah. it was way more interesting watching it as it played out until you got to the ending and then you, it kind of deflated mm-hmm. at that point. So, Oh, deflate gate coming back. Yeah. Swans. Yeah. Suck it. Patriots. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I saw this thing the other day. I was on something and it was like sports scores came up and they were like, it was like a panel. It was like on ESPN or something like that. And it was like, here's what each each person on our panel thinks is going to happen in these matchups. And it was like Clemson versus someone. And it was like eight different people being like, I think Clemson's going to win because. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who is reading this? Who cares? Like some people, it's so interesting to me that you and I love movies and comic books and all this pop culture yeah. stuff, but we have no interest in sports. And some people are like, they see hardly any interest in movies, but they're like, I want to see the same team 
change roster every few years and then like match them up constantly with every other team they could possibly match up with and then see what mm-hmm. happens. And I have no interest in that at all. That yeah. sounds so boring to think about. I'd much rather uh, talk to my friends about what's going to happen in the, with the Jedi than like <laughs> yeah. some sports team I, for some reason, like, you know, going against another sports team. It's just a whole different world that I just don't care about. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't understand the roster changes, like people yeah. being traded from one team to another. It's like, why? Well, I don't, I don't understand that practice. Like, hey, this player is shitty. Yeah. You take him. Oh, I really don't want to, but okay. But you have, you have to. This, you have this shitty player then. Oh, all right. I think it's weird to be like, you have to buy a house in this town because yes. someone yeah. told you to, and then you have to move to this other town. It's like, what? How can you just tell me where they yeah. live? What, what you have a family? Well, they can go screw. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? You're moving. <laughs> oh, you live in L.A.? Too bad. Now you live in Ohio. That's right. <laughs> nothing, nothing against Ohio. It's like whenever uh, the Thunder came to Oklahoma City and like Durant was so big on that team and everything. And I was like, yeah, but it's Oklahoma City. Like, it's not even Tulsa. Tulsa is yeah. a cool city in Oklahoma. And Goddamn then, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, these people could live like in such cooler places, mm-hmm. but they have to live in Oklahoma City. And they, he made the best of it. They all do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just doesn't seem like, you know, there's some that are better than others and they don't have any choice. It's very strange. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Well, speaking of some are better than others, let uh, let me finish out the uh, the pop culture catch up with uh, with one final thing here. So, Stephen, I watched the toys that made us season three came out Ah, recently. Uh, First two episodes, a lot of interest from me. Uh, Second two, not so much. But guess Mm. what? I watched them all. I had a good time watching all of them, of course. Um, so the the first two episodes are Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. The, hold on. There's a round of applause. A literal there's, round of applause. There's still jizz on your on your TV screen, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. I won't remove it. <laughs> it commemorates I, I this, a momentous event. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be load-bearing at a certain point, so it's fine. <laughs> But, but look, there's a, uh, th- those two are my favorite. Uh, the third yeah. episode is My Little Ponies, and then mm. the fourth episode is uh, like wrestling toys, WWE mm. toys or something like that. Yeah. Um, which I was surprised that made it on there. Like My Little Pony, I get that's like a, a big like toy franchise and, yeah, uh, I know and whatnot, but wrestling, wrestling kind of caught me off guard. Uh, but I watched all of them, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. But uh, look. That's all good. Like, if you have interest, if you like the first two seasons of The Toys That Made Us, you'll probably like these because it's more of the same, but, like, in a really, like, super interesting way. I like to see the um, the unused toy designs and, like, oh, how yeah. they went from point A to, to B to C to D, etc. So, that's good. The main reason I brought this up is because they have a spinoff series. I don't know if you've heard of uh-huh. this or not, but called The Movies That Made Us. Mm-hmm. And it's a again four episodes long in this first season. Do you know? Have you seen this? I've seen uh, some episodes of it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So season one is Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, and then Die Hard. Um, you had asked me earlier how my Christmas was, yeah. and uh, I'm going to amend that to being pretty goddamn good because uh, with Brandy, my wife, we watched the Home Alone episode, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like really like interesting information in that episode have you seen it i've seen the home alone and die hard ones yep oh okay yep. me too me too so that's the, those are the ones we watched so, i think i've seen some of the dirty dancing one too okay i haven't started yeah. that one yet 
Um, Ghostbusters, I'm so excited for, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's, I, I gotta save that for last. Okay, yeah. So, for the Home Alone one, there's a lot of, like, really interesting information about, like, how they they built the, the interior of the home inside of a school gymnasium, and mm. then, like, they, for the, like, basement scenes that was gonna be you know, flooded with water or whatever. Later down the road, they, they built that in the, the, the school pool there. Mm-hmm. And um, they were waiting for a heavy snow, so they uh, filmed the, the end of the movie at the, like on day two or something like that, just waiting for a hard snow. A lot of interesting stuff there. Yeah. Um, the it Switching from, I think, a Warner Brothers-funded film to Fox, and then Fox eventually getting bought out by Disney and all that stuff, like... The different trading and yeah, yeah. and the budget stuff, all super interesting to me. And then my as my wife was watching it, she was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, all right." But Christmas Day, she she wants to throw on Home Alone while her parents are over and we're we're all like eating and everything. As we're sitting there, she's like, "Oh, hey, did you know this film was or this scene was filmed like this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's happening! It's happening!" <laughs> She got, like, she picked up knowledge. Nice. And was able to, like, parrot it back to her parents. Uh-huh. And I was just like, don't ruin it, Brent. Don't say anything. <laughs> just let it happen. So I did. I just let her, like, nice go through it. And, uh, man, that's probably best Christmas. You. Yeah, best yeah. Christmas gift I ever had is my wife picking up on pop culture <laughs> information and Nerdy regurgitating facts. it to people who barely interested. You know, just like me. So, yeah. Man. The movies that made us, the toys that made us. The pop culture that made us. Oh, wow, yeah. All good. All good. Go check it out. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I have to say, I tried the the toys that made us a little bit, um, and then the movies that made us I was very excited about, especially with those Christmas movies, which is why mm-hmm. we had watched those two at first. Um, yeah. I, Amanda and I both aren't in love with the style of the documentary, like the, the narration and stuff. It's almost like... Um, it reminds me more of like uh, almost a kids show, but like uh, something you would see like on cable somewhere or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, but I love the information of it. So mm-hmm. uh, we like to like watch like one at a time kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I, I yeah. love we also were parroting the facts back to everybody as we were watching Die Hard and Home Alone in Atlanta this year. Uh, we introduce her nephews, um, mm-hmm. uh, three under eight. Um, all to die hard. <laughs> and <laughs> did, did you get up to the TV and point? It's like, see, here's titties on a calendar. Do you see that? That's titties. It was, it was on TV, and oh. so that was fun. Um, oh, okay. I haven't said any of this, right? I, did, I no, I'm no. trying to remember what when we had talked last because it was right after that trip we talked. So I didn't remember if I had mentioned any of this stuff last week, I guess. But um, it was fun because it was already on TV when we showed up. Uh, the kids were like into it. They were watching, but like all of the cuss words were like not being bleeped out. They were just like quiet and just like muted it. Um, so that kind of worked. Um, for the most part, it was just like actiony stuff, and they didn't really see much. They didn't understand the context of like the jokes about coke or mm-hmm. drinking when you're pregnant or what, like all these different things yeah. that happen in the movie. Um, and I think they cut out the tits uh, that you see in there, but you you do get some of the stuff that was pretty funny. The kids didn't really pick up on that. This still happened, but um, so is this then, airing on on a net? 
network it was on some yeah some channel they don't have okay. cable they have like youtube tv so it was on some okay. channel i'd never heard of mm-hmm. uh, but it was amazing because then we were joking about the episode of friends where they watch die hard the boys and then they're <laughs> yeah. gonna watch die hard 2 and it turns out joey got die hard and they're like die hard again and yeah. we finished the movie and because it was on tv it just started playing all over again and we had oh, all yeah. missed the beginning because we had gotten there like right as it had already like started mm-hmm. and uh so we, we kept watching the beginning of it so we watched it kind of out of order but it was fun um and then uh we were gonna introduce there was home alone was on disney plus we were watching some disney plus stuff and my nephew miles uh who's the middle kid of that he is probably six i think it's like three it might be like four um like three six eight or four six eight something like that those kids ages Mm -hmm. um he very that innocent kid like thing he was like looking at me on the couch and he touched my head and he said, where did your hair go? <laughs> and it was so like, did you like get up close to his face and just go, <laughs> my hair went to heaven. <laughs> well, I tried to play it up. So we had turned on home alone. The kids had never seen it. So I was like, Oh, this is a fun movie for kids. Like they, they're just as crazy as this kid. They would love, you know, the, the idea of being left home alone and doing whatever you want to do. So I was like, it already started, and uh, you see Joe Pesci as the cop in the beginning of Home Alone at the house, like, staking it out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, um, later on in this movie, you'll see what happened to my hair, because it happens to this guy, too. He opens a door, and a flamethrower <laughs> burns it off. And yeah. he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And so they're, you know, they're all over the place playing Nerf games and stuff. They're, they're just wild kids like kids are. And, um, but he keeps coming back. Um, sitting on the couch with me and like watching the movie and like every like 10 or 15 minutes he'll be like hey when's that kid or when is he getting his hair uh, burned off and I'd be like it's coming soon even though I knew it was like way towards the end of the movie just like keep him quiet and stuff I was like it's coming soon it's coming soon every like 10 or 15 minutes that kept going we finally get to the part and I'm like hey this is the part watch it he opens the door hair burned off and I was like that's what happened to me and mm-hmm. Miles so disappointed looks over at me and he goes I thought you meant the kid <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing to think of little Kevin McAllister walking around bald in the rest of that movie because he burned himself, his own hair off. He was uh, breaking into the burglar's home. Yeah, exactly, right? Changed he's it all he's a little like a little shit that no one <laughs> liked. They left at home. He broke into somebody else's house. So then I changed it up and I told him, no, that's not really what happened to me. Um, I said I had a really long Christmas beard growing out and I was like, I really wanted a big beard and I couldn't grow one. And so I had to summon all of my strength and I pulled my hair down <laughs> from my head and it popped out of my chin. And yeah. then he did like the, the Santa Claus, like pulling test on it. And I was like, yeah, it used to be on my hair, uh, on my head, but now it's, now it's here. And that's, that's what I needed to do. So yeah. that's where we left it. That is the mythology of me that he knows now that is canon. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, so yeah, that was good times, but, uh, yeah, so we got to watch that episode of, uh, stuff about home alone and die hard and then ended up just watching those randomly that mm-hmm. weekend and got to share some interesting facts with people. So mm-hmm. my favorite well, from good. die hard was, uh, our Lord and Savior Carl. Mm-hmm. They were talking, he was 31 when that movie was filmed. That's crazy. And he was going to give up on acting and he had uh-huh. written his mom a letter and saying like, this was his last interview or like last uh, audition got the job and he said he bought her a house and a car and i was like god damn this guy just gets better all the time absolutely he's amazing and then he that's like he was like that started my whole career i realized that was 88 89 it was when family matters started so he got cast right after that for family matters started as Mm -hmm. sitcom and uh yeah now he's our lord and savior so he's really had a cool trajectory oh my god 
Praise be. Praise be Praise to be, the Carl. great Carl. At Orville Johnson on Twitter. Go get after him. You know? <laughs> That's right. They're not gonna. They're not gonna Twitter verify him anymore. I don't know no. why. It seems like they've taken a yeah, break. You know it's hard. Just gotta click a button. What? They're like, how do we know this is a real guy? Go watch Family Matters, motherfuckers. Of course yeah, you know it's a real guy. Ask yeah. Steve. Yeah. I wonder if Steve Urkel. has a yeah. I wonder if Urkel has a blue check mark. I thought when you said ask Steve, I thought you met your dad at first. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what does he know? Yeah. <laughs> you mean you mean White Carl Winslow? <laughs> I hope my dad knows that we call him White Carl Winslow sometimes. <laughs> That's nice. No higher honor, really. And we don't mean anything by it, but high honor exactly. So yeah. That's well, high praise. <laughs> um, that's all my uh, pop culture catch-up list. Um, mm-hmm. I did have some stuff I liked. I just made quick lists of stuff okay. that I liked this last year and stuff I was looking forward to. Yeah. Um, did you have anything written down as well for that? I don't have anything written down, but uh, okay. you know, I'll uh, I'll fail off the top of the dome. Sweet. If you want to go ahead and get started? <laughs> well, I figured. Yeah, this wasn't much uh, for necessarily discussion. It's uh, mm-hmm. just kind of listing out things for the end of the year. Looking forward to next. Uh, I wish we had had more time and thought about it. I, I'm sure, like a lot of people, have a lot of like um, end of the decade lists. Um, and there's, I'm sure, there's lots of stuff we would have loved to talk about then, but uh, mm-hmm. we're too lazy for that. Oh, yeah. um, so things I liked last year. All I did was went to the Wikipedia page of 2019 and 2020 films to look up these things. Uh, Us came out uh, earlier last year that's so funny i I was thinking about that i was gonna bring that up myself it's like it seems like three thousand years ago that movie came out (laughs) it was like march so that was a long time uh avengers endgame yeah uh long shot which i still don't know if you have finished with uh seth rogan i I haven't um i'm I'm waiting you know are we gonna have to watch that together finish it up at, at, at some point yeah okay. i believe i believe we will i will um, do that with you i also uh, i had rented midsummer um, oh yeah because you, you had had talked about it yeah. somewhat recently and i it was a 99 cent rental on itunes mm-hmm. and i rented that earlier this month i think so i might have to watch that soon because i think it's going to expire <laughs> oh yeah uh, before too long so. well i don't think i told you but uh jimmy danny called me uh-huh. the, uh, like last week and said uh, uh caleb his uh, his partner had rented that and caleb and danny caleb liked uh hereditary Danny was like, this is not for me, which I completely understand for Jimmy Kennedy, that, yeah. how he is. But uh, so he won't even watch Midsummer. He knows he's just not for that director. But Caleb watched Midsummer because it was 99 cents and hated it. And oh, I was okay. like, that's fine. It's really polarizing. I fucking loved it. So who knows, man? I don't know yeah. what you think of it. Um, I know you liked Hereditary, too. But uh, both Caleb and I did. And we had wildly different opinions about Midsummer. So who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that is also on here. Um, uh, Midsummer was one of my favorites of this last year. Okay. Uh, Booksmart, which I still yeah. love. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, still mm-hmm. love. Forgot that came out this last year, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Normally we have some Marvel movie come out in like November or whatever, but yeah. we, we didn't this year. Oh, yeah. So it just like messes with us. I think, uh, yeah, Spider-Man was the latest it had Marvel been, Studios right? film this year, right? That was July 2nd. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And then it was Avengers Endgame came out in May, late April. That late April, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they switched that up too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then Midsummer came out. Uh, Hustlers, which I had talked mm-hmm. about earlier. Uh, Knives Out, which I still am dying oh, to yeah. see again. That was uh, a lot of fun. And then Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker obviously was a, a big event this last year that I liked a lot. So yeah. Um, 
And then uh, other than that, I just had some quick music from this year. Um, I really liked Taylor Swift's new album, Lover. And then I found a band um, that I have lots of different bands that I've, I've liked right now, but I, did, I tried to go through some of my playlists and there's just too many to go through and remember who the all they are. Uh, but one band I want to recommend that I've liked since uh, a few months ago was is called Wallows. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned them yet. Um, uh-huh. The main kid is, uh, like the main lead singer, I guess, is Dylan Minnette, and he is the star, uh, the guy star of 13 Reasons Why. He's like the main okay. main kid or whatever that's going on the journey. So um, yeah. I liked him a lot in that, regardless of the show or not, but I liked him. And uh, then it turned out he has this band, and I really like them a lot. So um, oh, cool. I found like one song the band has showed me, and then I found an entire album, and then like lots of EPs, and like everything they put out. I'm like, this is totally Steven. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's very modern, like kind of poppy and stuff, and uh, just really cool. So I'm really digging them. Cool. That's awesome. So, um, let's see for me for this year, I'm going to echo, uh, the bulk of what you had on your movie list. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, uh, good outside of the the stuff I haven't seen. Um, I I have a feeling that I'm going to enjoy Midsummer. Um, but I'll, I'll let you know for sure. Once I, I watch it. Very curious. Um, let's see. I liked, uh, Captain Marvel as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, I like the, uh, the spectacle of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is that what it was? See, I still haven't seen that one. That's why I didn't yeah. put it in my list. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I need to go back and rewatch it because mm-hmm. I had such a massive headache when I was watching the movie Oof. that yeah. it just sapped the uh, the enjoyment out of it for me for the most part. Um, I think we both agree Shazam, incredible film. Uh, <laughs> I saw that on the list and I was like, and hey, keep moving on. Keep going. <laughs> keep scrolling. Um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, for, for the most part, I, I liked uh, the movies that I went out to the theater to see this year. I, I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. in there well, as well. Uh, Knives Out, uh, like you mentioned, was great. Yeah. Um, music, eh, that new Slipknot album, I'm still just not, not into. Uh, matter of fact, I think I like it even less now that I've re-listened to it more and more, <laughs> uh, which is... Uh, feels That's like unfortunate. It's, yeah, counterintuitive to how it should work, but... Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, I still haven't listened back to the entirety of that uh, new Kill Switch Engage album. Uh, mm-hmm. I've really slacked off uh, in 2019. What are you doing? Uh, will it get better in 2020? No. no. Uh, I might go promises. Might get worse. Uh, yeah, matter of fact. <laughs> You're like, the more I've listened to myself, I'm also not liking myself. So Here's the, Yeah. Oh, that's, that's always true. My prediction for April of 2020 is we're going to start recording a podcast, and you're going to be like, so what pop culture have you gotten into? I'll just be like, um... I don't know. I drank some tap water. That was pretty, pretty good. It's pretty I good. Guess. A little, a little too flavorful for me. Um, uh-huh. And then uh, I walked outside once. Mm, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> I'd be like, Brent, your fingernails are really long. Um, are those jars of pee behind you? You're, yeah, you really need to get my out. My jars of pee. <laughs> yeah, it's fine because it's your jar. I'm a bit of a collector, Stephen. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it's cool. What were we talking about? Stuff from last year? Stuff from this last year, yeah. Anything yeah. else? TV show? I mean, like, there's lots of TV oh, shows I didn't get TV into. Shows. Yeah. yeah, TV shows uh, are good. Uh, Mandalorian, <laughs> high, high bar for me. Oh, one thing I'll mention is uh, Disney Plus was just a revelation for me. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why it appeals to so many people. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? I take it back. I think the nostalgia has a lot to do with it, and then the new programming that's on there. Yeah. Um, if you are into that new programming, I think you will like it. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like the people who like the high school musical movies are mm-hmm. digging the new show, I guess. I don't know. I haven't really yeah. heard 
a lot of talk about it, but it seems like it's being well received. That's good. For me, Mandalorian and the world, according to Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. are is just straight up musty television. Um, have you watched the the Goldblum show at all? We watched the first episode about sneakers, and I I mm-hmm. I want to keep going, but it wasn't. Uh, as good as I expected it to be, but I think mm-hmm. it's because I I have zero care about sneakers. Oh, Break, okay. you know I don't even want to wear them at all. So <laughs> I was like, matter of fact, you hate sneakers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like I was like, that is kind of a fascinating um, click or whatever in the world, uh, a fandom that I just don't understand. That I am kind of curious mm-hmm. about. My one of my nephews is a big like sneakerhead. Um, mm-hmm. He has like tons of them, and he keeps them super clean. I just don't understand it at all. So I think mm-hmm. the next one was about ice cream, and I was like, "Well, I love ice cream, mm-hmm. so I just need to get back into it." But I and Jeff Goldblum is so weird and cool. So yeah, yeah, very true. Just need to watch it more. Uh, there was a show, a, a yeah, uh, I was gonna say a sitcom, but I guess it's more of a kind of does whatever it wants. It's a show on Hulu called Dollface that Brandy oh, yeah. and I uh, came across somewhat recently, and I think it was like. 10 episodes as well, all about 20 minutes long, like oh, right around cool. there, 20, 25 minutes, so right in my sweet spot. Also right in my mm-hmm. sweet, sp- uh, sweet spot, Brenda Song is in it, who is just a lovely human mm-hmm. to look at. Um, Kat Dennings is in it as well. Mm-hmm. She's the star. Um, and then, uh, oh my God, what's her name? Uh, oh man, she's a oh, yeah, straight Brenda up smoke Song. show. Yeah, okay. Um, the girl, she was in uh, the first season of You... And then she was in, um, uh, Oh, Shay Mitchell. Shay Mitchell. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's in it as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah, a really like good her. show. Uh, we, we really got into it. Um, and if you think there is not an old lady who has the head of a cat, you are out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> and dollface? Yes. What is I feel like I my uh, little commercial viewing of Dollface is wildly inaccurate. I don't understand what the show is. Then <laughs> watch the first episode. If you okay. like it, then then you'll you'll get it. Right on. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I recommend that show. And then uh, I think that's kind of all that's coming to, to okay. mind right now. It's been a long year. I'm sure there's other stuff I've I've enjoyed. But honestly, we rewatch. All ten uh, seasons of Friends almost constantly <laughs> yeah. in this house. My wife is doing that in the other room as we speak. Still pretty good. St- uh, still ten out of ten. You know. Yeah. Eleven out of ten. Oh wow! High yeah. bar. High bar. High bar. Friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a show that keeps on giving. That's true. Never want to yeah. stop watching. But uh, yeah, I didn't even go through and look. I'm, there's a bunch of stuff we've talked about, TV show wise over this you know last year podcast and stuff that I'm sure mm-hmm. is on there, but. Um, yeah, there's so much good TV out there right now. It's hard to, hard to choose from it, but uh, mm-hmm. movies are so much easier for me to latch on to and remember them and like see lists of them and stuff. So that's really what I had written down. But uh, mm-hmm. So what about for 2020? I got a list going. You want me to go through those? Um, let me say real quick, mm-hmm. um, for 2020, one thing I'm looking forward to is having more guests on the show. We've talked about that oh, off okay, air yeah. a little bit, um, and uh, we're we're both very thankful for the guests we had on this year. Obviously, True. the the LTAS wives after we unbanned them from the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a real thing that happened. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Daniel Sanchez um, with his uh, Too Fast, Too Furious mm. and uh, Tokyo Drift episode that was great. We constantly have people that like I look at the stats. We constantly have people that listen to that yeah, show for whatever reason. Um, not saying it was a bad episode, but you know it's just like that that one amongst yeah. 
all the other episodes we've recorded this year and you know previous years that one constantly gets uh, new listens um and then we've had uh the full set of hideous energy uh co-hosts mm-hmm. both uh david hopkins and austin wilson and then we had uh dave roberts from uh i keep wanting to say hideous energy but Eerie, Eerie international and and uh other uh podcasts um and uh so we need to complete the set and get uh andy preller on the, yeah. the podcast i think He's done some um, cool vocal work for us. They, they've all yeah. contributed little snippets for us. Little snippets. Little snippets. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we need to get him on as a, a full guest star, which would be really rad. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, same thing with our, our pals over at the Terror Table. And, uh, you know, it'd be mm. nice to get Kent Blue on here. Um, Ross Licks, I came back uh, again for the, the third consecutive year. Yeah. Um, so oh, we'll, wow. I'm sure we'll have him back at a, a certain point. Nice. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, overall been a, a good time. Um, and uh, we'd love to have any of those guests back. So uh, please be friends with us. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a really good group. Uh, those are some of my, my favorite episodes, too. It, it kind of mm-hmm. changes our dynamic. And mm-hmm. I like getting a, a third voice in, usually, for us to... Um, you Take know, a break, you know? Yeah. Just yeah, shut yeah, down our brains go. mid-show. <laughs> I like to pick other people's brains. Yeah. Uh, Brent and I are zombies. And mm-hmm. um, so I have one of those nice, like, uh, fancy tiny forks. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to get tiny bites of brain. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just figure out what, what makes people tick and then see how they view things. Like, uh, Austin was the most recent one, so it's what comes to mind. But, like, you and you and he both didn't really care for the Star Wars comic mm-hmm. book but i loved it um yeah. he really loves rogue one and you and i both kind of lukewarm on it mm-hmm. and uh so it was interesting to, to see different dynamics and make me kind of rethink and be like well maybe i should go watch that again too so yeah. always for nice sure. so yeah i agree with you i think we should have more of that on the show for sure we definitely need to finish the nunchuck order just get it out of the way <laughs> yeah that's um, true even though we've got movies that we're less enthused about uh finishing like yeah honestly the barrier to entry for me <laughs> is episode one i just I'm feeling good about Star Wars. Uh-huh. Know, I'm at a, a, a place in my life where I'm, I'm digging it. I feel like episode one is going to set me back quite a bit, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I watched part of the uh, Duel of the Fates on YouTube, uh-huh. but it was just like so good. I was just like, mm, I better save a little something for me when I we have to go yeah. back and do the rewatch. So I think if you uh, if we had like the two of a race edit, if there were like mm-hmm. a, a shorter edit, I would be mm-hmm. more inclined to watch those i am actually excited to watch the phantom menace again because of my theories of how the entire saga works now okay that i'm actually like oh no this is like like i'd said i I thought um we were gonna have to it was gonna call back to episode one and it kind of did from rise of skywalker but i don't think we missed out much by not watching it so far Mm -hmm. but i i'm also intrigued there's some things i forgot about how it all starts that i'm like that'd be interesting to see how it all plays out now in rise of skywalker going back to that even though i know it's not great i i am looking forward to some of that story Mm -hmm. um and being disappointed again, so it'd be super cool. <laughs> yeah, you know why this content for the show? But there you go. I, anyway, uh, I, it sucks because I, I I now have a much different uh, idea and appreciation for this entire saga and what George was trying to do. And I'm glad that from what I heard that his ideas for the sequel trilogy didn't really work out. But I like how JJ's now ended it, and. I, I hold even the prequels in higher regard because of how J.J. ended it. It's, it's part of my entire overarching theory that I'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, I still am like, no, but they're not good movies. And I wish there were better movies out there for that. Like, right. I wish we had a solid I wish we had a solid trilogy of trilogies. 
But what we really have is like one trilogy that's shitty and then two that are really good. Yeah. And um, I wish that the stories were played out better. I just wish everything was different so that we... Mm -hmm. Imagine a world, Brent, where... The prequels Imagine were really world. good. Yeah. Where the prequels were really good, and we could go back and be excited about watching those. Like, mm-hmm. whether people like them or not, no one's saying they're like as good as the rest of it, really. You know, so um, just sucks that we're missing out on that. So that's why we need an official version of the Topher Grace cut. That there way, we go. can put that out there as the prequel. Yeah, you know, and just one prequel. I like yeah. that. And uh, that way, that it satisfies or scratches that itch. You know. If you uh-huh. wanted to go back and watch it. So whenever the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan series comes out, mm. you'd be like, oh, this is filling in the gaps of what I saw in that one prequel movie. That's the one we talk about. Yeah. yeah. I really, um, I don't download movies. I don't know how to, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I fan edits really intrigue me. And that's something I want to get into in this next year is, uh, looking at more, I'm making more of my, my own, um, like mm-hmm. that hustlers little edit I made and everything. But, uh, yeah. Other movies, kind of making them tighter or better for, for whatever reason. But uh, there's, a, there's a big fan base online, and I wonder if there's a way to find Topher's out there. But I know there's other versions that people have made of the prequels as well, trying to mm-hmm. kind of make it tighter, make it better. Yeah. So Again, we're going to extend that offer to Topher Grace. If yeah. you want us to watch the your cut of the prequels, just invite us out to your home. Yeah. We'll sit there. We'll watch it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'm willing to let you either order in or cook for us. Oh, okay. And then after we're done viewing it, Stephen and I will record a podcast about it. Okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm available for that too. And we're like, no, no, we're good. No. And he's like, didn't you guys say you wanted more guests? Yeah, but like, he's probably busy working on another fan edit. We don't want to get step on his toes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get so, in his way. Yeah, obviously. Makes sense. He's, he's got to work on that Lord of the Rings cut. Or whatever. Yeah, Hobbit. Or maybe he already did. Oh, is the Hobbit? People, yeah, that's what I really want. And there's a bunch of versions of that as well. Is, um, did the Hobbit end up being three movies? God damn. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So that needs to be, that obviously needs to be one movie. And I know there's lots of versions of that where people pared it down to one movie. So I'd be, I, I stopped watching the Hobbit movies after the first one. I just, they just don't, they're just not as good uh, as the original Lord of the Rings. They're very prequel like being the prequels to Lord of the Rings and uh, the effects don't work as well to me so I would love to see a, a single cut of that I wonder if he has one yeah, I'm not sure look if you're a snarky internet person and you're like well here's my version of the Hobbit single volume cut and it's just a picture of the Hobbit book uh, guess what get fucked <laughs> We're talking you're about so specific. It's like you've searched that out, and you're like, "I'm sick of fucking people doing this to me." I I could see somebody doing it. It's yeah. just a, a photo well. of the the front of the the book, and it, if you zoom in enough, you could see. Oh, they're just taking this picture in a Barnes and Noble. <sighs> Come they on, they don't even own it. They don't they even fans. Yeah, they're just trying to fuck with fandom. Yeah, that's stupid. But for real, well, we've got our contact information in the show notes if you want to send that over to us. We're, yeah. we're bitching we, about it now, but I mean, for we real. We really do. Yeah. We're star, <laughs> we'll we're star for attention. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my 2020 list um, yes. of things I'm looking forward to. It's not even that long uh, mm-hmm. from what I saw, but A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, okay. Very much looking forward to. Yeah. Fast and Furious 9. Okay. okay. I've heard of it. Yep. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. And at this point, I realized all of these are franchises. I am part of the problem. <laughs> but then we switch it up with Tenet from oh, yeah. Nolan. 
that yeah. had the uh, the trailer before uh, Rise of Skywalker, which I really dug. Yes. Um, and then back to some franchises with uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Okay. I am very much looking forward to. Uh, not so much that I'm a huge fan of uh, that series. I liked that series when I was a kid, but I'm a huge fan of Keanu Reeves, and yeah. Alex Winter seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad that he and they both got this underway finally. Yep. Um, Halloween Kills. Super oh, stoked for next that. year? Hell yeah. Yeah, right? Oh my god, yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, the Eternals. Pretty excited okay. to uh, see how that plays out. I'm not really yeah. sure. I feel like we're all kind of like, we finished this big thing with Endgame altogether, and uh, I'm not sure where this is going to go, but it seems like it'll be pretty cool. And mm-hmm. Kumal Nanjiani looks fucking ripped lately. Yeah. Have you seen this guy? Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Um, <laughs> look, I thought, obviously he and I don't know each other, but I thought we were just two schlubby Indian guys, you know, yeah. living our worst lives. Maybe he was slightly better than me. Mm-hmm. But um, now he's all ripped. Had to go and and now do that I, to you. Now I have to do that? Yep. No. <laughs> you look like, fuck this shit. No, I give up. <laughs> um, Godzilla versus Kong. Which, even though <gasps> hell yeah, yeah, even though I haven't seen the uh, last Godzilla, I'm still mm-hmm. excited to see that one. I'm still excited to see this one. Mm-hmm. Um, super stoked for that. Okay. Uh, this one is not going to be the last two. Actually, were just kind of like ones I saw in there, but uh, this one is definitely not going to be a Brent one. But West Side Story, which is uh, Steven Spielberg's remake of that of that musical. Oh really? So yeah, he has okay. apparently wanted to remake that movie since he like saw it as a like a kid growing up yeah. i guess um mm-hmm. and so he's finally getting a shot so just just the fact that he's doing it more than anything i, I think it's really cool mm-hmm. um and then i heard about this other one which I, I i think i've only seen a little bit about but it sounded cool it's called the tomorrow war oh, and it has yeah. chris pratt in it <laughs> and mike mitchell from the doughboys podcast he's going to be in it oh really it's yeah. interesting yeah um and uh yeah it sounds kind of cool it's about like uh in the future i guess we're we're like humanity is fighting aliens in a, in a huge war and mm-hmm. we're running out of like skilled soldiers and so they figure out a way to f- like draft soldiers from past wars yeah the working title was yeah. ghost draft oh yeah okay yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but i'm like that sounds kind of cool to me and mm-hmm. i like chris pratt a lot apparently it's his um producing debut which fascinated me okay. that he has not gotten in that game yet yeah uh I'm sure there's a lot of money left on the table for him, and he's mm-hmm. made a lot of money already. So right, good for yeah. him. Um, and we'll see how that plays out. But I thought that sounded kind of cool. So I echo all of those sentiments, and also I'm going to add Black Widow on there. That comes out. Oh, that's in, right. Was it like February? I that's think? so weird. I didn't see that. No, on the no, list. no. It's like May. I guess yeah. that's the the May Marvel movie. Yeah. I am excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. Um. I don't know what like new TV and whatnot honestly I I, i've put zero effort into trying to look forward to 2020 stuff one thing i'm looking forward to <laughs> is voting this dipshit donnie out of oh, office yeah. what do you say what do you say listeners but looking forward to voting is probably my biggest looking forward to this <laughs> yeah. year you're right good yeah. call yeah so let's all do that get registered yeah get tested <laughs> vote <laughs> um yeah, there's uh, we might have more of that coming up this year. I'm going to try to, as much as I hated it last time, I'm going to try to knock on doors again, volunteer mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, see where I can be of best use. So I'm certainly not, I'm going to use my shitty platform here to uh, to say what I need to say and get people to do the right thing. So yeah. I think everybody should. And uh, 
sorry if that uh it's not gonna be fun for everybody in this next year but it's Mm -mm. fucking important no yeah this is the last fun episode of let's talk about stuff uh beginning the new year (laughs) show is getting real serious real in your face so hard hitting documentary show yeah so in your face that whenever you listen to this whether it's through your earbuds Mm -hmm. or through your car stereo you know you're gonna get spittle on you so brace for impact it's gonna be like a gallagher show get your tarps ready people we're not fucking around with that uh, that watermelon and that black katana, goddamn right. Yep. <laughs> I love your sound effect for it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So that's what we got going on for uh, next year, and mm-hmm. we'll see how the show plays out. But uh, hopefully, more guests. Um, obviously, more political talk. Everybody's been clamoring for. Absolutely, um, people love it. People, people love, love it. it when people they listen to. To clear their minds of the day-to-day <laughs> grind and, and torment of the news cycle. They're like, but I got to know where these people stand on their politics. Yeah, got to you know. know. Do Look. I cancel them or not? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen and Brent. They'll get canceled <laughs> whenever they need to, you know, in all, all due time. Yep. Um, so, yeah, let's bring it home here. I'm going off the top of the dome here. I'm not even right. looking at the, uh, oh, the fuck, sheet man. here. So you can email us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can follow Steven on Twitter and uh, uh, Snatchbox. <laughs> Letterboxed. Letterboxed. You can't give up my Snatchbox ID. Yeah. Why don't we both know that? Switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled with five H's. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Twitter and Letterboxd at StevenFisher22. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. And uh, I believe that's... Oh, uh, follow Let's Talk About Stuff. There we go. That's important. That's usually yeah. after the uh, the email thing, yeah. right? Follow uh, Let's Talk About it. Stuff on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. Perfect. And I believe that's... Is that it? That's it, man. That's it? Okay. We did it. We did it. We've done order, it. But I'm very happy with how much you wrote of that. I would have completely blinked. I would have been yeah. like, email, electronic mail. What? Britain just told me about that. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so this was, uh, you know, our last episode of the year, last episode of this decade, which is yeah. just crazy. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, we're not teenage mutant ninja turtles anymore. We are going to be 20s ninja turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it. No. But Mid- I would watch a Friends-style sitcom mm-hmm. of those turtles just being 20s in their, you know, 20-somethings. Living yeah. in New York subways, sewer systems. Look, they've won. They've won. Mm-hmm. They've defeated the Foot Clan. Yep. Shredder, Krang, they're off in Dimension X, defeated, whatever. Oh, nice. No plans to come back. They're like, well, we tried. It's hard. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. We're just stay I, wish, I wish, like, quitting and giving up would be more of a staple for, like, for people <laughs> in fiction. Yeah. Like, whether it's, uh, uh, like, superhero or, like, sci-fi fiction or whatever. It's just like, well, we fucking tried. We built that Death Star. We yeah. can build another one. What are you doing? You're halfway through? Stop it. And that's why it's unfinished in Jedi, right? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. They just gave up. We're we're not going to use this again. And then Mm -hmm. somebody's like, oh, no. Uh, It's already here. So I'm going to plug it in. (laughs) I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to shoot it at a thing. So I'm going to plug it in. We're going to do that. Yeah. But they try. And because there's so many people with like different um, English like dialects on the, Mm -hmm. the Death Star, they're like, okay, so we've got a three-prong American like plug-in, but then all the outlets uh, are like European. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. 
I didn't realize now, that's what Now I have to go up. to the gift shop, also unfinished, <laughs> to see if they have this. Hopefully they have a shipment in. I don't know. $40? <laughs> it's just an adapter. <laughs> yeah. Look, I need this for the Empire. Well, you know what? I need this so my kids can go to Empire College. Yeah. Okay? They're going to get trained right. And so. then he's like, brings out a credit card with Apple Pay, the Apple card. And he's like, we don't have that yet. Cash only. Oh, we, we have cash only or we've got Samsung Pay. Do you have that? <laughs> Samsung Pay? No. No. No, I don't have that. <laughs> and I don't, I just, I don't want to get cash out because there's a 250 charge if I go to the uh-huh. ATM, which is probably yeah. out of order too. Mm-hmm. Well, tell you what, I can meet you in the middle. We've got an app called Darth Pater. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't die. He's just the new Elon Musk. He he made a he made like his own PayPal. Yeah, he made his own payment system. He's really tech savvy. Mm -hmm. Hence, I mean, he's basically a robot now. Yeah, yeah. He really like lived that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Look, it's he was good. building droids and shit early on in his life. You know, it all makes sense. So of course, you know, as technology advances, so does he. Yeah. You know, he got into app development. You yeah. know, he. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, Darth Vader, the man behind Flappy Bird. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just wanted yep. people to have a good time. Yeah. He gave it to this uh, this Asian dude, and the Asian dude was like, "Look, I was just putting this up there for fun. Uh, I didn't realize people were going to go in debt on this. I'm going to take it down." Mm-hmm. And uh, reached for comment. Darth Vader said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> well, Brent, I think on that note, because <laughs> uh, I don't know how much more to, to say, and I don't think I can follow mm-hmm. that up with anything good. So, uh, this has been a good year, good few years recording with mm-hmm. you. Hopefully, we have another um, century, mm-hmm. uh, decade uh, of recording ahead of us uh, yeah i mean probably this is our last show <laughs> <laughs> spoiler <laughs> twist twist nobody saw it coming yeah um so until next time i'm steven i'm brent and let's talk later Dial it. <laughs>
they are not me. <laughs> and they are not friends with me? Nope. And I reject them. That's right. <laughs> reject them from society. Ban them. Now, earlier in the episode, you had talked about uh, Allison, you know, uh, mm. talking about our, our podcast. And uh, you had, you know, text me that uh, she's been listening to the show. Yep. Uh, three days later, after I picked my jaw up off the floor, I, know. I, uh, I was like, well, what is what she been saying? And she... She asked you what I thought Pitbull was saying, uh-huh. and I thought he was saying dial it, like D-I-A-L, uh-huh. and then I-T, like dial it to 11 or whatever. But it turns out he's saying something totally different. It's like <laughs> it's like Cuban for for something. Yeah, I can't remember. It was like, it's like Dale. It looks like Dale. Oh, yeah. With yeah. like an accent. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like slang. I'll try to find it on here. It's like slang for something. But, uh, yeah, she so if, loved that you say dial it, though, and encouraged <laughs> you to keep going. Well, I have, and I will, and I shall. So, so it's almost as if he's being asked, hey, Pitbull, what is your favorite part of the Rescue Rangers? It is like, dial it. <laughs> like, no, man, it's, it's no, nailed. No. I mean, nice try, but. <laughs> you know, it wasn't until, like, earlier this year, maybe the year before, that I came across something on the internet where they were like, yeah, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. It's Chip and Dale. They were dressed as... Uh, Chip was dressed as oh, Indiana right, yeah. Jones, and then Dale was dressed as uh, like Magnum P.I. Magnum He's got P. the like, Hawaiian, shirt, or uh-huh. Hawaiian shirt on or whatever. It just blew my mind. I was like, holy shit, I didn't even catch that. I wouldn't have known. I, I was a kid. I didn't I don't I didn't think I would have known either, but yeah. when you look back on it, you're like, oh, yeah, that totally works. Yeah. And yes. then also funny because Tom Selleck was almost Indiana Jones. So, was he really? Yeah, he was Holy almost uh, like mustachey Harrison Ford. There's a um, there's a deep fake out there actually right now with him oh. uh, in that role, uh, <laughs> if, I, if I recall correctly. With his own mustache and everything, it's a, it's very interesting. Uh, Dale means uh, she said something along the lines of "give it" or "go ahead." So mm-hmm. I think yours actually makes more sense. Dial it to eleven. Yeah. Then uh, or she said it's kind of slang like "let's go," like something stupidly vague and catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's just him kind of being like, let's go. Yeah. Get it. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> dial it. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like dial it to me. I'm going with that. Why is he uh, saying Mr. Worldwide at the beginning of his song? He's speaking English and he's throwing in a, a Cuban word in there? What the fuck? You can't switch it up. Brent, don't know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, you will also be very happy that since uh, Allison has started listening to the show and our Star Wars talk and your... Uh, desperate need to find any time there is a trash chute or oh, uh, yeah. water scene water or scene. like that. Yeah. She brought up when we were talking about the end of The Mandalorian that there is a... Uh, they talk about a, a trash chute. Um, I don't know if you caught that. Oh, the, the, last the sewer episode? in that, uh, that building they're trying to cut into? I think so, yeah. I was trying to find it on here again mm-hmm. uh, of where, where Allison had texted me yesterday, but she was very excited about it, and then I was very excited that she was... Um, looking out for those because you had talked yeah. about it so much. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, they tried to shoot at the sewer grate when they were trapped yeah. to get mm-hmm. in there. And when the second they mentioned that there was like a, a he thought they found like the sewer like behind that chair or whatever, I was like, oh my God, Brent is going to be so happy. Yeah. And then Allison texted me and she was so happy for you as well. So, oh, great. We were great. all very happy for you, basically. It's important for El Tas Cannon that the trash shoot water scenes are important to. Ourselves and our listeners, it's something to watch yeah. out for. It's a stamp of quality, I think. Yeah. It's, it's when they're really paying attention to what Star Wars is really all about, which mm-hmm. is a stormtrooper losing his poor pet inside 
uh, <laughs> a, a, an evil spaceship or whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck they're in. And then yeah, uh, evil spaceship. that 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 little uh, monster has its own little story, its own mm-hmm. little thing going on. Will it be explored in later movies? Uh, I can't say for sure, but, but what I will say is they gave Ryan Johnson a trilogy for <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm so glad you got there. I was going to be like, but we have old trilogy going up. <laughs> yeah. And it's been a little hush-hush about what it's yeah. about, and that's why. You know, in uh, in The Mandalorian, where they cut out the sewer grate, and they like go into the wall, um, if you look in the background as they're going through there, there's some like nunchucks hanging up on a wall, mm. and a piece of pizza smeared on it, just like slowly, like because of the, the oozy cheese, just like kind of slowly like streaking down the wall and everything, so... Mm. I'm willing to say it's a callback to the Ninja Turtles, um, yeah. which is nice because in the Star Wars Holiday Special, Master Splinter makes an appearance in B. Arthur's Bar, so that's cool. Yep. Uh, the big old uh, pizza rat himself um, is hanging out there. Wait, does she sing a song there? Oh, yeah. I does just she, Oh, wait, that. no, I'm sorry, Stephen, no, I misunderstood. <laughs> she doesn't sing a song. She sings <laughs> multiple songs in the bar. Uh, she sings one to open it, and then I believe one to close it. I just remembered um, that. Yeah. That that show's a trip. I tried to get mm-hmm. Josh and Sarah to watch that when they came over for Christmas. I was like, yeah. well, we were talking about Rise of Skywalker with them, and I was like, well, you guys know what we can do for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a whole holiday special, and they were, I think I think it was Josh was just like a flat-out, like, no. Yeah. Like, I don't want a part of that. And I was like, you don't, but you do. Josh, you just got off the shit list, man. Okay? Do you <laughs> want to go back on there? Yeah. <laughs> we just cut the, cut the grain out of that, that, that sewer pipe. But look, yeah. here's how you do it next time. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, have you ever wanted to see a, an old Wookiee jack off to a hologram of a singer? <laughs> you have? <laughs> you come to the right place. That's how you sell people. That's right. Gotcha. Yeah. That's good. She may have surgery later on. I don't know. You know, it kind of depends on where healthcare in this country goes, you know? <laughs> we'll see. Sorry, it cut out that entire time. Oh, great. <laughs> so, and then it popped back in as you were like, so we'll see. So I just laughed to try to cover it, but I have no sure. idea what you said. Oh, I was saying that uh, depending on the health care in this country, um, we'll see how that goes. I don't know. I sense an edit point. Hold on. Probably good. Record. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Didn't have to right. uh, clear my throat until just this very moment. So as soon as I said record, it was like, oh, now you must talk like Palpatine. Oh, um, sexy. That dude gets some snooze. You know, he does. Uh, spoiler. He, he got he got <laughs> elected somehow, right? Like, yeah, yeah. for your pal, Palpatine. Oh, OK. I get mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. he's like, that's like how he like gets ingrained in people. He's like, I'm your pal. Kind of like a, a prince of pal. Right. Would do too. Oh, so you had that too in your school. (laughs) (laughs) I I stole that from uh, Saved by the the Bell. Mr. Belding, I think, said that. So my principal stole it or stole it from (laughs) Saved by the Bell. Wow. But you actually got that used on you? Yes. Yeah. He actually came uh, to our classroom Mm -hmm. and he was talking about, I don't know why he was doing it. As a matter of fact, my memory wasn't that it was like an English class. I think it was like a science class. Hmm. And he was. He was like trying to do the difference between principal P L E and then principal P A L. Yeah. And he's like, and you know me, I'm your principal. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I don't think you are. 
my poor homies. So if dude. I came to you with my problems, you would help me or yeah. you'd send me home. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd get you in trouble. Yeah. That is for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So uh well hey, you know what? I didn't have a sync word, but I think now I do. I think we can sync and uh it's on brand with our friendship. Let's mm-hmm. just sync with the word pal. Hey pal, let's do it. Let's do it, bud. Oh, okay, Chief, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on three. One, two, three. Pow. There we go. Excellent. Feels nice and comfy. I like it. It does feel nice and comfy. Like a good condom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Principal. I got a problem. Uh, all the condoms I try on, way too loose on me. What do you think? <laughs> Well, buddy, we all have to deal with this problem sometime. <laughs> what you need are extra smalls. Don't worry. It's the motion of the ocean that counts. <laughs> have you ever heard of Pee-wee brand condoms? Pee-wee brand condoms. <laughs> For the kid and all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I gotta explain that joke a little. You know, I meant that your dick never grew from when you were a kid. So it's still like a peewee baseball, mm-hmm. and then you circle around, and then you get to the peewee condoms. That's what I meant. I, I apologize. Mm-hmm. That that joke could be taken uh, some bad ways. Only to perverts. Only to perverts. Okay. Well, uh, sometimes uh, we say things, and then we realize immediately afterwards. <laughs> so are we those perverts? I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oops. I think we recognized how it sounds, and then go back to correct it. So we're benevolent perverts. We're the Jedi of perverts. That's right. Yeah, we're the chosen one. (laughs) L-P-A-M.